the cock. He is the cock. He is the cock, the king of Kent. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Jesus Christ, why don't you put some goddamn clothes on? Don't you want to see me naked? You can't. That's why his body fell apart. gonna give it to you just the way you like it that's right what is today it's token tuesday hip hip, hip hooray and we're giving you a bowl after bowl till he's sick that's right not till you're sick just till he's sick that's right i'm sir spencer wolf of kansas city i'm dame delorean and we're the- back with episode 115 that's right 115 on November 23rd, 2021. Woo! Woo woo. Woo woo. Do you notice anything different? The sounds. The sounds are. The sound is different. Cleaner. Better. Stronger. Faster, stronger. Yeah, that's right. We got the Motu finally hooked up. Uh, Ah! Sir C Mike hooked us up with the Motu uh, a couple months ago now, I think it's been. Yeah, it was Uh, a while back. Ultralight Mark uh, Four, and uh, so yeah, now we got it. We got it all noise gated and compressed uh, quite nicely. I like. I like what it sounds. Like. I like what it sounded like right now. Anyway, me too. This is very cool. Very professional. Yeah. Now I can give you like a little bump over here if you need it. Oh yeah, I love Once bumps. Once you start uh, scooting back from the mic, inevitably. Oh uh, yeah, that happens Eventually. when we go behind the curtain. Yeah, it does. Does that'll happen? It tends to happen. Give me a little bump. Give you a little bump. Give you a little bump. Wait. Well, hey, got a good show for you tonight um but we don't want to get into it without first starting off with our thank you segment for all of our lovely producers that the bowlers that help put the show together you guys are great you make it happen and we're value for value what does that mean you know what it means it means that we put the show out every week we do bowls with buds episodes from time to time we do it all on an rss feed it's publicly available it's for you to listen to uh Toke alone, toke with a friend, pass the bowl. Uh, we don't care as long as you're getting value out of the show. That's what our main goal is, is to put value together and then stream it out to you. All we ask is uh, if you are getting value out of the show, that you send the value back to the show. Keep this thing alive. Because uh, everybody knows what the first rule of being a smoker is. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. Sorry, you don't want to be a mooch. And therefore, you just pinch off a little bit and pack it into the bowl. A lot of ways to do that. We have a PayPal account, of course, uh, traditional way. And you can find that at bullafterbull.com. Click on the donate button. There's a few other ways there. Uh, we're plugged into the podcasting 2.0 value system, which means you can stream us little bits of Bitcoin on any value-enabled podcast app. I'm talking things like Castomatic, things like Podfriend, things like CurioCaster, Lots and lots of uh, podcast apps out there. If you go to newpodcastapps.com and look for something that has a value tag in it, that's going to be something that'll work. And you can even send us fun little boostograms uh, with a little message attached. So uh, we're going to get into everybody who sent us value 
here today, starting with Phoenix. Woo, Phoenix. Phoenix at the top of our list came in on PayPal. She was our only PayPal this round. She says, in the bowl, hope y'all enjoy the small token of my appreciation, the package and donation. So did you see a package in the bowl? We're going to have our eyes peeled. I didn't see a package yet. Not yet. We're keeping our eyes peeled. Uh, thank you so much, Phoenix. She says, uh, in addition to that, she also says, uh, hope y'all enjoy the small token of my appreciation for all you and the bull have meant to me in 2021. Love you guys and wish you the happiest of Toke's givings. Aww. Lots of love, Phoenix. Phoenix. We love you, Phoenix. Thank you, Phoenix, so much. Happy Toke's giving. I love that. Happy Toke's giving. We've always gone with Dank's giving in the past. Have a little Thanksgiving, roll a big fat blunt instead yeah. of a turkey. Ooh, said it was delivered. I'll have to check. I'll have to go up and check. I was gonna say I can run up and do that if you want. Yes. Right. Um and there was a couple of things. you know, it, it very well may be to the left of the door there. There was something, but I thought it was a posh for you. Okay, I'll but be right back. It's possible it might it might be it might be what Phoenix is referencing. Because I didn't see that note when I grabbed the stuff. Fantastic. We're checking on that as we speak. And uh, while she's checking on that, we're going to read our Boostagram donors uh, for today's show, for the whole past week. Boostagram! So, all of these people have attached messages to their boosts, but we get plenty of other streaming sats and boosts in addition to that. And uh, we're starting things off with Harvhat. Here, let me pull up my file here. Harvhat boosts uh, 4,200 sats. And he says, yeah, it's not your grandparents' weed anymore. The weed today costs more and is not as good as in the 90s. Oh, man. You got to be finding that good weed in the bowl, Harvat. I never smoked weed in the 90s, so I don't know. I cannot say. cannot say. I was alive, but I was not smoking weed yet. Uh, Harvat also boosted Grams us uh, for a 1333 boost. And, uh... What's it say here? Use disorder equals we don't like you using it. Yeah, that's what the uh, that's what the use disorder is all about. I think you see right through that. Absolutely. Uh, Stephen B. That's Stephen Bell of CurioCaster fame. Uh, he sent us a boost of a thousand sats, and he just said, "I found the bug and I'm testing to see if it's working." Well, it worked. So thank you, Stephen Bell. Uh, four eighty sats on my end. Four eighty sats on Lorian's end. And uh, just to, I guess, recap, we talked about it on Ablecraft, but if you don't listen to Ablecraft, I'll fill you in. The CurioCaster boosts, for some reason, when it was a bigger boost, or it was just in certain scenarios, um, the boost I was getting was only half of what I was supposed to be getting. So basically, when it was parsing out all of the people to boost, uh, the way it would do the math is it would have a, have a full boost and then subtract from the running total every time it configured a boost and then do the math on it. Uh, so basically that works well when you're configuring the fees out first. So you have a fee to, to CurioCaster, you have a fee that goes to um, Podcast Index, and there was one more that he mentioned. Uh, I think it's Ellen Pay. Um, but those three get little fees, little pieces of payments as you're streaming, which by the way is why the podcast 2.0 um is so cool is because you can you can support everybody in the value network 
that's uh, working to keep this thing on the rails. So you can support directly the app that you're listening in, which none of the other podcast uh, apps really have something like that. You can support the podcast index itself, Adam and Dave's project that is a lot bigger than just Adam and Dave. Um, so all of that is tied in, and that's why we love the the podcasting 2.0 method so much. Uh, so basically what it was doing was it was taking those fees out for the podcast index, and then it would subtract from your original boost total. It would configure the other fees. And then what you're left with is just supposed to be split within the item splits, right? So it would say, okay, 50% goes to Lorian out of the, oh, I don't know what it would be, 960. Out of the 960 sats left in a 1,000 sat boost, let's say, it would say, okay, half of that, 480, goes to Lorian. And then it would send it, but he said the bug was also subtracting it from that total. So then it would say, all right, now 480 is left. Half of 480 goes to Sir Spencer in the second split. So that was what was happening. I was losing half of my sats on some of the boosts. Uh, but he's fixed it all, and it's working. It works great. Um, and, uh, yes, thank you so much, Stephen B., Curiocaster Coder. And then our final boost grammar It's the Rooster Booster. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Mr. CSB. Comic, CSB. comic strip blogger. You may have heard of him. Uh, this first one comes in from Castomatic, as he was just testing. So some of the apps have a thousand sat minimum for attaching a message and actually doing a boostergram with it, which I like. Uh, I think a thousand sats is a reasonable amount. It's like seventy cents right now or something, you know. But I like that minimum of like put something in if you have something to say, you know. Uh. Not all of the apps do that. In fact, Castomatic you can boost at any uh, number, so um, that's why he boosted. Uh, I believe it was a th- yes, a three thirty three, three thirty three set. And he just says, "Test from CSB, toot me at CSB if you see it." And we did indeed toot him at CSB with a little screen cap of my lovely PowerShell printout. And then he came back. Uh, and luckily, Lorian saw it like an eagle eye. That's right. Her Sphinx app let her know that this uh, big amount had come in as a boost, and she was like, hey, you better run the uh, boostogram reader again. And yes, right before the show, uh, in fact, eight minutes before, it's like it was like eight to nine, he sent us 3333 sats. All right. Uh, and this time it came in from Podfriend, so he's using multiple streaming apps here. Uh, and he says, greetings from comic strip blogger to bowl after bowl podcast. And anybody interested in artificial intelligence is welcome to subscribe and listen to the podcast called AI.cooking that can be found in all podcast apps and in all podcast indexes by searching for AI.cooking. Yo. Yo. What a great <laughs> sign off. Yo. That sounded more German than Polish. I'm just, I'm just reading it in a regular voice. Cold acid. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just doing a regular read. I don't know. I'm not trying to do anybody. It was before the read. At least not right now. Maybe later. Um, 3333. So thank you, Comic Strip Blogger. Yeah, I mean, that's another uh, kind of a back-end uh, way to do a boostograms, you know? You can you can shamelessly plug your own show. I know uh, Gwyff, the King of Cock, is doing the reads. <laughs> the King of Kent. The King of Kent, the He's cock. Is he, the cock. He is the cock. The King of Kent. <laughs> I always say king of cock. Yeah, you do. That's silly. I'm the king of cock. He's the king of Kent. (laughs) Get it straight. 
Oh my god! Well, good news, everybody. The package did arrive. Oh, sweet! I, I opened it in the background, but I didn't realize. What if the noise gate covered up the unpackaging oh, sounds? Oh, I think we heard it a bit. Cool, for sure. We are going to enjoy some glass blunts. Oh man, these are cool. From Phoenix. Thank you, Phoenix. Yes, thank you so much. A new pipe. Would love it. Yeah, glass blunt. Look at the like rainbow chrome color. That's so cool. That's pretty tight. Perfect for behind the curtain. Yeah, definitely. We will revisit them then. Oh, man. But yeah, boostograms. I love it. I love hearing all these boosts coming in. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you already had the threat from Abel Kirby. You better be streaming sats. You uh, better be. It sounds like he'll... <laughs> it sounds like if uh, you're not streaming sats, that Abel Kirby will uh, drive a... Nash up to your house and jump out in a Tommy gun and a fedora and <laughs> rat a tat tat your house. Oh, I love it. I can see it. Someone needs to make some fan art of that. Oh, man. You should have boosted. All right. Yeah, so should have boosted. That's all of our uh, boosters and sat streamers and PayPal donations for this week. Woo. Thanks, bowlers. We very much appreciate it. Um,. Another way to support the show, of course, is to provide your talent or your time. Um, some of that in the way of booking Bulls with Buds episodes, by the way, which uh, Lorian has been booking some. Lately. Oh, yes. We have a Bulls with Buds coming up tomorrow night. Big announcement. At 9 p.m. Central. Yes, you heard it here in the Bull first. We'll have Quirkess on for her first venture in the Bowl. That's right. There's nothing stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. She'll be in the bowl in front of a crowd. It's true. Performing at her peak. Yes, I'm starting to book Bulls with Buds out into the future. That's so cool. Yes, very excited. Uh, So we're working on some of that. And if you know uh, a great guest you'd want to hear on Bulls with Buds, you can always email Spencer at BullAfterBull.com or Lorian at BullAfterBull.com. Smooth. Especially if it's you. If you want to hop in the bowl with us, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to have you. All you need is a is a mic and a available time slot. We can schedule something. Uh, find something that both of us will be good. That's right. Find some time, I should say. Some time that both of us will be good. Come on, what am I talking about here? <laughs> We're always good. What am I talking about here? Um, Yes. Sorry, I was closing the window. I'm so distracted by these boostograms. I just like looking at them and so shiny another way you can support us is by leaving a voicemail we got a voicemail line hello that's right it's so simple every week we ask a first time i ever topic question for you to talk about and this week we want to hear about the first time you ever watched a training video all you have to do is call 816 607 3663 and the play of force will long. That's right. 816-607-DOOF will get you the voicemail line and then you can tell us uh, first time you ever saw a training video tonight or, you know, just anything about the show. You got a comment. It's a three minute limit and then it hangs up on you. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Say hi. Send a text. If you're voice shy, send pictures. Always appreciated. 
Also, show us your boobs. Oh yes, boobs in the bowl. Six zero seven three six six three. Uh, we, we take it all. We take it all. You know what else we always appreciate? The Rev Cyber Trucker for coming in with Metal Moments week after week. That's right. Metal Moment after Metal Moment. Today's Metal Moment will conclude the uh, weird and interesting instruments uh, theme that we've been on. And then we get to start Christmas Metal. I'm so excited for that next week. So Hell yeah. That'll be great. Um, and my final thank you I wanted to put out there is to Fletcher and Carolyn for hosting you in the smoker last Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a fun time. I was on... Uh, Hog story number 237, Bulldog Turbo, and uh, that was a fun one. We had a great time. It's always a great time in the smoker, you know what I mean? You get in there and hanging out. Just, uh, it was tough to follow you, I must say. No, oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> well, hey. You had such a good one, and I was just like. Listen to both of the hog stories and uh, tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us uh, <laughs> what your favorite one is and why it was Lorian's. No, shut up. We're calling 816-607-3663. The smoker's always a great time. It is. It's a, You're it's just self-conscious. A, it's always a great time. It's always a great time. They had a great goddamn time. It's not even self-conscious. It's just, uh, I just know you did better. It's, it's a just, fact. It's just, just an kidding. objective reality of what happened. Whatever, Over the whatever. past two weeks. Uh, I also want to thank No Debit. And Sir Bimrose for putting us on our respective streams. We're streaming uh, two bots at a time over here. Uh, broadcast using this tool. It's what we use to broadcast to our IceCast stream. One of them, no debit, just set up for us on his own. The other one, of course, is the Mighty No Agenda stream. And Sir Bimrose hooked us up with that stream on Tuesday Nights Live. So we want to thank both of you guys. Thank you, sirs. For letting us... Put our audio out there live every Tuesday night. So awesome! All right, that's housekeeping for the uh, for the for the value. Receive so much value that it's like want to make sure we track it all. Yes, value for value. It's a way of life. Speaking of value, there's a lot of value in uh, collecting sats. Oh yeah, there is. And I've been doing a lot of that, and uh, leads to a little bit of discussion. Arting, arting, cooking, shifting. On-chain, on-chain, okay, chips, pain, on-chain, on-chain, go! Streaming sass, boost the ground, make you really wanna build a no. I asked uh, last week if you bought the dip, and the dip keeps dipping. We kind of like that. It's kind of weird, but as long holders, like, when a dip comes back, it's really fun, because you just keep buying it as it goes down, and you're like, wow. Think of all the channels I can open. In fact, um... You guys have heard I'm trying to get a podcast ring of fire number three going, and um, I I haven't heard a lot of replies from it, so I might add some non-podcasters to it, but I'm thinking about going a million sats for the capacity this time. Get a big, thick channel. Thick. Thick, because it's just going to be, it's going to help. It's going to be helpful for routing and for a lot of other purposes. Um. Pretty much, you know, the bigger the channel, the longer you can get away with not balancing it, and uh, the bigger payments you can uh, forward and, and help help stream. So that's my thoughts. I don't know. Um, a lot of the most of my channels on my note are five hundred thousand, just because it's kind of a it's a still a hefty kind of starter fee, you know, starter channel size. Yeah. A lot of guys are like, whoa, five hundred thousand cents, like, but. Uh, in the in the routing node world, five hundred thousand is sort of like the bare minimum that you want to be opening 
uh, for real serious routing. And I mean, a lot of the, the average channel size is, is probably 2 million right now. So I want to, I want to, I want to flirt with a million sats. Who's, who's in for a million sats? Emails me Spencer at bull after bull.com. You can also hop in the zero node channel, um, ring of fire. It's a new, new zero node channel I made to kind of coordinate these things. So we were kind of chatting in, uh, during podcast ring of fire too. We were setting it up in there. I want to go for a million sat channel. So, um, if that's absolutely not doable for the people interested, then I'll go back to 500k or maybe we can compromise meet in the middle at 750. But, uh, that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. I, we were going to think about uh, buying the dip at an ATM, a Bitcoin ATM. Yes, we're seeing those all around the place there's here. A, there's a hell of a lot of them around town. And I was like, I've never used one, and I'm going to buy the dip, and I've got some cash around. Um, what can we do? What can we do? And um, what I'm thinking is just jam the cash into Bitcoin ATM. Try it out. Yeah. Try it out, man. Uh, Bitcoin ATM, the cheapest fees though are like 6%. Whoa. Womp womp. And, uh, you know, Strike has no trading fee. Coinbase Pro gives you half a percent. Uh, and I just couldn't justify it. It was almost divine oh. intervention because I hopped in the car to just go do it. And I was going to just do a little buy during, during the, during the dippage we were having. I forgot my phone. And so you'd need like a phone for this certain one that I was trying uh, for, you know, scanning your QR and getting your, your Bitcoin. Now, a lot of them also will print you a paper wallet and put it in a paper wallet for you, which is possible. But I was just like, I would, I rather would have done it with my phone. I didn't have my phone on me. And I was just like, you know what? No, no. So what I did was I used a bank ATM, but bam, you can put your cash in a bank ATM and you can use your bank account on Strike or Coinbase Pro. I actually did use Coinbase Pro this time because, you know, I know. Why you used Coinbase Pro? Yeah, the, the I wanted to put in a a put, um, basically a limit buy. I wanted to name my price, you know. So Makes I got sense. that done. I got that done. Can't do that on Strike. You just buy. You know, it's like buy now. This is what you, the price is. Buy now. Whenever so it like, goes through, you like keep refreshing and refreshing. And yeah, as yeah, we learned I mean, last week, um, it's like a, almost an hour that I was waiting to try and get it. Uh, so I'm a little gun. I was a little gun shy on Strike. I'll, I'll use them again in the future, but. Just wanted the sure shot. Yeah. Wanted to know I was going to get what I wanted, get my number. Cold Acid of Rare Encounter got his note up and running, fully synced, right? That's right. I'm super stoked about that. Yay. So awesome. He already opened a channel to me. Hell yeah. Eager. Eager Canadian beaver. I love it. Um, You love it. I love it. He's saying that's too many sats for the channel. Uh, I'm also trying to think of like channel strategy. Ring of Fire might be a, a strategy that we're, um, it might be a strategy that we're pushing toward routing nodes, people who definitely want to route versus, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of podcasters and I get all excited and jumping up and down about like what I want to do with my node. And I have to like slow myself down, take a step back and realize not everybody wants to do that with their node. And one of those things is routing payments, you know. If if you're a podcaster and you already don't want a node, but you've kind of felt pressured into getting one, and then you get your node up, it's possible really to just have a channel that somebody connects to you with who's well-connected to the podcast index, to other podcast nodes, 
and they just connect to you so that you have inbound and then you just don't have to worry about it. Maybe you just say, you know, once that channel goes the other way, uh, you just say, hey, you know, my channel is, the channel is full. I'm going to close it. Can you open a new one? That's kind of the smoothest way to do it if you're just going to, um, if you're just interested in streaming. And I think we've talked about this before in our cocaine shit stain section of the, the three main types of nodes. Uh, a merchant node, a routing node, and a payment node. Or a, you know a customer node you could call it, uh, and those are the three main things that you do with a node. The first being a merchant node, you're just interested in channels opening to you with a lot of inbound liquidity, and then boom, you can receive the payments. So if you're selling items, say you have an e-store for Sats, and you're selling items, you want to be able to have inbound liquidity so that people can get on and pay for that stuff, and you can receive those Sats, then you can send out the product. If you're a routing node, you want big meaty channels that are always balanced so they can route payments. They can go this way, they can go that way. If a uh, channel gets lopsided, you want to balance it. You want to be able to circular balance. Uh, you want to be able to connect to people in order to be able to circular balance. You might want to run more than one node to be able to uh, effectively balance payments like that. All of those things are considerations for a routing node. And then, um, of course, if you're a customer node, you basically just want to have all the sats on your side for when you're ready to spend them, and you just connect channels to the nodes that you're going to send them directly. And then you will have a direct connection, and you won't have to pay a fee to send uh, all of your sats. Those are kind of the three basic types of nodes. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we revise the ch uh, strategy for uh, Rings of Fire. I want to I wanna take a step back for sure and think about it. Because um, not about it. not everybody's gonna want to put a million sats on the um, on the Lightning Network, which I understand. Analyze it. I don't want you doing it if you don't want to do it. That's for sure. Uh, what else did I have for? Oh, I've been stacking sats with this uh, brain numbing game that I just <laughs> have running whenever I'm idling or like waiting in a waiting room or whatever. Um, you find yourself in waiting rooms an awful lot when I'm waiting. <laughs> Well, this world is a waiting room often. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Every day's a waiting room. You're just waiting for something. Ah, oh, you know, when, when, when you have a task, you're just idling. Because uh, this game called Wheel of Trivia is uh, it's a lightning-enabled uh, st little stack and sats game. I've probably stacked, I don't know, 18,000 sats with it or something like that. Not really that big, but... Bigger than all the other uh, Sats games that I usually play. It's it's huh. the biggest return. The problem is, so it's a trivia game, but the the questions aren't difficult at all. They're like very incredibly easy. They're like, what's the stereotypical color of a school bus? Is it yellow, red, or green? You know, like uh, that kind of stuff. It's just pretty stupidly easy stuff for the most part. The main point of it, just like most mobile games uh, that pay out is getting you to watch a series of ads. But uh, mm. for a grind for stacking sats and being able to have an extra sats coming in uh, to send around, it's just something that passes the time. And then uh, it gives you the sats through Zebedee Wallet, which I already had from the uh, Mint Gox. You've heard me talk about the Mint Gox tournaments, which can be found at mintgox.com. Um, they, they're, they're like the featured wallet that Mint Gox features, so I already had it on there. But they just auto pay out to the Zebedee wallet. What's cool about Zebedee 
is sort of like Cash App or Venmo. You can have your own little username or name, you know, your like tag. So in this particular Wheel of Trivia game, you just type in your Zebedee name and then it sends it right to there. You don't need a wallet address or like a a big string of characters. You just have your Zebedee name, Papow, it sends it to you. And then from there, you can lightning it to anywhere else you want because it is a lightning wallet. You can lightning it to your node, in fact, if you're on a node. You can lightning it to Breeze if you like to uh, keep stuff in Breeze. Uh, the list goes on. You get the you get the drift. Cool. Yes. I've dabbled in that game a bit. Yeah, it's not I'm, it's not fun, but it does have a great payout. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and I don't know. Sometimes when I'm watching like a, a news program or when I'm scrolling through uh, the dumb internet stuff that I scroll through a lot, I'll have that like on the side, you know. Yeah. Because the ad breaks, you can, you know, keep scrolling mindlessly. If you're already scrolling mindlessly, you can scroll two mindless things at once. Hey. Hey. And get sats doing it. <laughs> That's my logic anyway. So. Bada bing, bada boom, stacking yeah. sats. Um, if anybody's interested, it's not like a, I don't know. It's not a hard recommend, but it's interesting. I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, a referral link, in fact. So Sweet. You'll be able to help the bull with a few sats if you sign up too. Cool. And tell Santa all I want for Christmas is for him to load his sleigh with sacks of stats. Sats. Oh, no. <laughs> Boost me, bitch. Boost me, bitch. <laughs> stats. I don't want those. I just stats. want sats. Give me uh, them sats. Can you give me a rundown on the uh, stats? Bust. Bust? Say boost. Boost. Sacks of sats. Sacks of sats. Say that three times fast. Yeah, Santa. Did you hear that, Santa? Get on them sats. Uh, yeah, that's the. Uh, that's all I really have to talk about for sats today. The thing that's really been on my mind has been this uh, Ablecraft project, wrapping it up. If uh, you guys listen to Ablecraft, you already know that we picked the Christmas Eve release date. So we're really jacked up about that. It's uh, the month from tomorrow. It's coming up, yeah. It's around the corner, man. Coming up. And. So excited about that. We're just kind of putting the last prettying touches on it. I've got a couple of tracks to lay down drums yet, and I've been practicing on. Um, and just just uh, excited. It's going to be really cool when it comes out. Um, we're, we're working on a Christmas song, which is something I've never done before is write a Christmas song. I haven't written really a lot of songs in general on a bunch, just a few, but never Christmas, you know? So... We've been talking about what makes a Christmas song and what to go for, but I think everybody will be pleased uh, with the end result. So um, it's funny because we talked on the last Ablecraft about Christmas, and I re re listening to it, I actually was a, a pretty passionate defender of Christmas, and I think it's just this Halloween in particular that I just experienced a lot of people shitting on Christmas because it was Halloween and they were like, fuck Christmas, you know, which, um, I just, it just kind of like blew me away, you know, like, can we just enjoy Halloween? It doesn't have to be about hating Christmas just cause it's Halloween. But I listened to that again and I was just kind of chuckling at myself and, <laughs> um, and what I said, but then I listened to Mo Facts, the, I finally caught up on the latest Mo Facts, the, uh, episode 70. You're ahead of me. Which was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, two Wednesdays ago, Four Freedoms, and Mo talked about Christmas too, and how uh, oh, they better not mess with Christmas, you know. Um, and 
how he thinks that Christmas this year is going to be, let's say, contentious maybe. I don't know. Like spiritual warfare? Well, maybe a bit of that, but mostly like economically. Oh, sure. uh, With the supply chain issues. As we're already seeing with Thanksgiving and the upcoming Black Friday. Yeah, and that's another thing you talked about was the the Black Friday and how are they going to do that. It's interesting because we've been we've been noticing this trend too before I even listened to that MoFax episode of it's like people aren't doing Black Fridays or Walmart, for instance, has had a Black Friday like every week. It's like Black Friday deals and it, you know, you show Monday up, through Sunday. I mean, all of November, it's been there every day. Like the Black Friday deals have just been all month. It's like, oh, we're doing it all, all month. Now we saw... I've seen very few Black Friday commercials. You used to always see them for retail stuff, you know, uh, Kohl's, Macy's, everything you see at the mall. Uh, you'd see a Black Friday ad. Right around this time, like ramping up, stuffing down your throat. Now, I don't watch a lot of TV these days in my life, but uh, when I'm at my dad's, it's always on. So kind of expect, that's kind of where I do my, oh, like little litmus test, like, oh, what are, what are the ads saying, you know? Like, that's when it blew me away, the coronavirus ads. If you remember at the beginning of the pandemic where they just, like, all the advertising just switched to corona stuff, um, like, overnight. There was, like, no Black Friday ads except for, was it Southwest Expedia? or Expedia? Yeah, Expedia. It was a travel it was ad. Like, it was like, travel, go traveling, buy a ticket to go travel for Black Friday. I was like, okay. We're selling experiences this and then Black Friday. Another one was online orders. And it wasn't, uh, you know, they do the Cyber Monday, as Austin N points out in the, in the chat. But this was actually Black Friday branded, but it's like Black Friday from the comfort of your home, order it online, you know, and then you can just watch it with the tracker come to your door eventually rather than go to the store and be disappointed it's not on the shelf already, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Black Friday is going to be the same this year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I remember see. last year and some years prior, people lining up for Black Friday deals on Thanksgiving. You know, camping out overnight or the stores open <laughs> at like Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. That made me sick. Uh, some people do it like days in advance. Ugh. Days in advance. It's crazy. Thanksgiving is for hanging out with the ones you love. Yeah. and eating, Not shopping. Eating a bunch of food until you... F- fall over on the floor that's right yeah thanksgiving thanksgiving and on this house that's how we do it yeah buy the dip gas is dipping too I, fun yeah. fact i posted that picture of the gas station <laughs> oh price yeah i saw like, your toot buy the dip <laughs> yep it's under three dollars you guys here in mo yeah. here in uh missouri i cho- i cashed in my fuel saver points or whatever oh. you get, if you're a, if you're a good citizen and you grocery shop the right way you have fuel saver points in most places and uh got gas at dollar fifty five yeah. i felt like a that made my panties wet a well respected man about town <laughs> doing the best thing so conservatively dollar oh, fifty five yeah yeah filled up a some gas tanks there too <laughs> there was a little sticker of spencer pointing at the price saying i did that i did that Mm-mm. yes but you didn't do this make a sidewalk collapse at a christmas event in brazil where sh- 33 people were hurt i sure did not it wasn't you 
Wasn't because you me. love Christmas. No, I would never interrupt a Christmas event. No. They're attacking Christmas. They're attacking Christmas parades. NPR, actually. I'm sorry to switch lanes oh. on you really fast. It's okay. But NPR actually was snarky enough to say, uh, the Waukesha? I don't know how to say this shit. Yeah. Waukesha? Wakusha? The Waukesha. Uh, um, the they, Christmas parade? They said, Waukesha still calls their holiday parade a Christmas parade. Like all condescending. X like. fucking cues me? I'm like, bitch, it is a Christmas parade! Was Santa there? That's they, Christmas. They call their holiday parade a Christmas parade. Can you believe that? Like, We've been saying Merry Christmas and we'll be saying Merry Christmas. Like, are you stuck in the 90s? Wow. That oh. whole thing is making me sick. I saw the footage of that and I just wish I hadn't, you know? Yeah, fucking PR. And if you're, if you're gonna attack Christmas, you better not do it while I'm around. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just don't let me see you doing that ignorant shit, you know? Yeah. Meet me behind the bowl. Christmas is good for everybody. It is. Right. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas didn't do anything to you. Promise. No. Well, this event, they had just illuminated all their Christmas lights, and then this sidewalk next to a river collapsed, and 21 adults and 12 children fell uh, either into the river or along a bank next to it. Wow. Luckily. 21 and 12 is 33. That's right. like all so those think numbers about this. are just going 21, wild. 21, 12. Bro. That's 33. 33. That was like a yeah. very magic recognition for There's me. All kinds <laughs> of numbers popping off in that one, man. Yeah. All the Rush fans out there. 21, 12. Yeah. That's 33. Uh, luckily, no one suffered serious injuries and everyone was released from the hospital either that night or the next day. So well, that's good. Good news, everyone. Yeah, thirty-three uh, event that didn't end in complete tragedy. Also, a great thirty-three story this week is that uh, voters at the next Nantucket town meeting will get to vote on thirty-three proposed articles, one of which allows titties on the beach. Oh, nice. Yes, in the name of gender equality, of course. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh... If a big titty dude can walk around with his titties out, then uh, big t- titty lady can also do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Cops got better stuff to do than to ticket my titties. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes, I knew it. There are bad people out there, but my titties never hurt anyone. Just some titties. Yeah. Um, and you know they were <laughs> like the language in this is like, oh, regardless of sex at birth, you can be topless at the okay, beach. I'm like, wait, right. are we trying? Are they doing this for the tranny titties? Did men once again lead the charge on getting boobs out at the beach? Well, I mean, <sighs> there's been a top free uh, movement for a long time. I know Colombia was like, oh yeah, while I was in top, college, top equality, top equal. Yeah, take your tops off. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... Free the nipple. Well, the bottom line is, if a dude can have a shirt off, a chick can have a shirt off. That's just that's just equal protection under the law, like, barring everything else that you might or might not believe. That's it, just a really basic one. It wasn't until rather recently that Iowa legalized breastfeeding in public. Fun fact. It was a few years ago, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the last holdout state. Can you imagine that? Basic nourishment of life. Right, yeah. The first is... year of life, breast food, and you can't do that in public? What? Ticket me. I take that ticket. Gladly. Yeah. 
I just walk around and carry my. Oh, I'd baby rather have a ticket than a hungry baby. <laughs> oh no, joke! Especially the wolf cub. Because a ticket can go away. He is loud. A hungry baby is not going away. No, unless no. you give him the titty. But he did. He ate guacamole today. That's right. Which the girls, our wolfy girls, they loved guacamole as little babies uh, when they started moving to mush food. He did not. First time we tried, he just spat that out. And today he ate some, but he still made a yuck face like the whole time he was eating. And it cracked me up. He wasn't sure about it. But yeah, he's moving into the mush foods. So exciting. And I can wean. Anyway, here's uh, my final top 333 story for the night. A 33 year old woman created a dating app for the sexually abstinent after she says God called to her and asked her to make it. Hmm. She's from Tampa, Florida, and if you're interested, if you are abstinent, it's called the Sexless Tribe, uh, and it's more than just like a dating hub. I guess there's a bunch of abstinent-related podcasts and music uh, on there, and it's not exclusively Christian. Um, they have 8,000 global users so far, but this lady said... She wasn't, like, super passionate about being abstinent, which was a choice she made when she was 13, um, but she just kept getting these signs, signs from God, as she calls it, that this is your mission, this is what you're supposed to, you know, talk to others about and create a community around. Uh, so she started a t-shirt company about <laughs> abstinence. Okay. And, like, uh, one of the shirts was, Boyfriends Don't Get Husband Privileges... Uh, the next one was find God, then come find me. But the picture was cut off, so I thought it said find God, then come, I'm which come. I think would be better. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love that. Find God, then come. Uh, and then the last one I wrote down here was real men starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Oh wow! Yes, wow indeed. Uh, but I... you know, I can't. I I won't be on that. You won't see me there because I have babies. So obviously. Yeah, I I think I've talked about this before, but I just think like growing up, that was always the advice and that was always the line in the church was, you know, save yourself till marriage, can't have sex before marriage, no sex till marriage. And I don't know, I just think um, it's like the out of all the advice I got in church, it was the one piece of advice that was given the most and followed the least by the people who had given it. You know, like nobody who told you save yourself until you're married had saved themselves until they're married. And I just think uh, in my own experience, and I don't know, maybe society is just too fucked for that to work now. I don't really know. Uh, It's it's possible. I don't think so personally, but I'm saying it's possible saying it's possible i could be wrong about that but my feeling is like if you're gonna marry somebody you've never had sex with then you're gonna marry somebody that you don't really know all the way yeah i like how you say that you know there's like so much communication and learning and building and everything that goes with having sex with another person that i don't know that for, for me i just don't see that there um and maybe it's out dated maybe i don't i don't really know i haven't explored it deeply i'm just saying from my own experience it seems like poor advice 
that isn't even followed by the people that give it to you. Sure. And this is going to sound shallow, but you wouldn't buy a car without taking it for a test drive, right? <laughs> I mean, no, you would not. No, you would so, not. No, you would not. How is this any different? I'm trying to be polite <laughs> know, here. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to be very polite. I know we have listeners well, from all walks of life, thing- and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just think, personally, my own philosophy, I find that to be flawed advice, and that's not the advice that I'm going to give. Yeah, you personally. learn. You learn through experience, so I that's a. Uh, I just think that it's a. It's not a practical goal. I don't. I don't. I don't see what the goal comes with. I don't. I don't get it. That's yeah, all. That's yeah. all. It's not my choice, but it's other people's choice, and yeah. you know, communities are good. Talking to people, like-minded folks, that's good. You know, we have the no agenda social community, the bowl after bowl bowlers community, all sorts of communities around here, and that's nice. I love it. I love the people. I love the people. So there you go. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I don't want to go on some abstinence rant. That's not what we're about. No, 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 no. <laughs> not here. No, it's too, it's too late for us. We've yeah. made our decision. Yeah. We've had three babies. Um, now of course with Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday, I supposed that they were going to throw some red flags out there about the coof. And it's kind of crazy because for the first time since the whole thing started, the whole COVID joining everyone's vocabulary, we know someone on a ventilator. Yeah. And I'm pretty alarmed about that and, you know, holding this person in my thoughts. We also know someone who just got a jab for their job. And then guess what happened? Got the coof and is in quarantine. Oh, yeah, my buddy called me literally yesterday and told me he was quarantined out until Monday. So he must be, he's had it for a little bit. Um, But like the last time we'd been talking, he was like, yeah, I pretty much don't see a way out. I got to go get the <sighs> shot, even though I don't want it. So he finally went in and rolled over for work and got the shot. And then less than a month later, he's got the fucking coronavirus. What a joke. Yeah, and for Thanksgiving, too. Of all times to be sick. dude. I'd be so furious if it was me. If it was me in that position. Of course, you bowlers know my my position on that. I'm not going to take... I would quit 19 jobs before I got one shot. So... Yeah, absolutely. Fuck all that. But I get that not everybody's in the same boat I'm in. And, you know, um, there's different... Everybody's just has a different. Everybody has a different set of pros and cons that they have to weigh, and a different. You know, I think I have far less to lose than my friend as well. You know, I agree. I mean, I don't live at the property that he lives right. at. The thirty know? acre. I don't have farm. A, the mortgage payment that he has to come up with every month. So, and I've been you know making it work with freelance stuff and little pieces and spread on a lot of different ways for a while. So. For me, I don't know, it's been a long time. I mean, even when I was in high school, I didn't put up with any fucking bullshit from people at work. Like, I just didn't. I never have done that. Even when I was a kid, I never let um, my job abuse me. Even Like, if it was always, and this is how I've always seen it. You know, you're selling your time to an employer. It's not like they own you for that eight hours that you're there. You clock in and you're theirs. It's an agreement. You're coming to an agreement. So... You know, if if I feel like you're encroaching on that agreement, I'm fucking out. Then, yeah, I'm then done. Fuck you. And you can keep your stupid money. 
I agree. I don't need your money because there's a bunch of other games in town. You know, you're not the exactly. only circus. No. You yeah. You go fucking juggle balls Medical elsewhere. decisions are mine and mine alone. And if someone tells me to do something, it honestly pushes me away from doing it. I right. feel like. Because yeah. I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. This is my temple, well, my just, body, just not yours. It's a testament to the to the quality of the product. If if you're if you have to force me to buy a product or take a product, then mm. it must not be that good yeah. because you should just be able to sell it to me willingly. You should just be able to put a product out that's so fucking awesome that my friends have already got it and I see that they love it so much that I'm like, yeah, me too, man. I want to get that too. Totally. That's not the fucking case with this thing. No. Not That's at all. not the case with this thing. Now, now the guy I know got it most recently has corona within three weeks. Kiss my ass. Yeah, and that's the first person I know to get corona also personally besides um, our family friend who's now on a ventilator, which is very stressful. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, the magic number's popping up. In the Koof stories again, because no. Thanksgiving and we're all going to get together and get sick together. You know, that's what they want. Or... They had to ramp it up again. Yeah, ramping it up. I remember last week was like a lull. <laughs> oh, there's like nothing. It's like the calm before Thanksgiving. But exactly. The calm before Thanksgiving. There were 33 deaths this week in North Carolina and Idaho, which have been labeled Koof deaths. And then there were 33 new cases in Kanawha County, West Virginia, and the Vancouver Island region with our neighbors to the north, Canada. There was also a story. Austin sees 33% uptick in new COVID cases heading into Thanksgiving. You know, just in case you forgot. Yeah. Thanksgiving week. Well, you know, this is the time when we're all close to our family. Hugging. When we're supposed to be socially distanced. You're not supposed to have human interactions, slave. You're supposed to be either yeah. hard at work uh, hopefully from home, uh, double masked, double jabbed, hunkered Triple down. Triple jabbed now. Not touching people, not shaking hands. No, because when you're isolated, you're much easier to control. Yeah. You know, using fear-based propaganda and such. It's, it's like uh, it's like the cult stuff it's, that uh, they were playing behind the schemes last night. Totally. You, know? you isolate people. You separate them from uh, their family and friends or anybody that might be able to steer them in the right direction. People who genuinely love you. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Oh, no. Just l listen to your government leaders. Listen to the, all the talking heads on the boob tube. Yeah, the, the no experts. Thanks. The experts have your best interest in heart. <sighs> Not the people that have known you for your whole fucking life. No, 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 no. The experts. <laughs> and the people who have known you for your whole fucking life might be the ones to kill you, so don't listen to them. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a crock. All right, let's go behind the curtain. Please. 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 Give me a Trumpy, please. 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 Oh, we're here. Behind the curtain. Feels thank so God, good. Um, There are a lot of weed studies that came out this week that I got to sift through, which was cool. Uh, One, I can put it in the show notes, but I didn't actually take notes about it, but it just crossed my mind. Man, f*** them studies. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. But <laughs> when we had the cannabis use disorder propaganda coming out next last week next oh, week yeah. last week next week you know you're gonna hear it over and over again cannabis um, use disorder also known as cud cud 
they want to say that these people dropping dead of heart failure, whatever, it's because they smoke weed. Which is like, how long have people been smoking weed? A lot longer than it's been legal no, 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 no. in states. Um, there I'd was a like study. Ten months. Ten months. People have been smoking weed, really, for only ten months. Where they, they induced heart failure on baby mice, and they were able to use CBD to treat the heart failure. So it actually helped their hearts. Uh. And it was sick. Like, reading about inducing heart failure, they just fed these baby mice, like, sugar, pretty much, nonstop. Ugh. Anyway, I'll link it in the show notes. I didn't have it written down. I just rem- it crossed my mind, and I should have written it down. But um, there's also a study this week that found, and this is no surprise to bowlers, but uh, medical weed use is associated with clinical improvements in pain, function, and quality of life with reductions in prescription drug use as 73% of the participants in this study either ceased or decreased their opioid consumption and 31% discontinued benzodiazepines. Yes. And so you can see why there is an attack on weed right there. Yeah, gateway theory blown the fuck out. Uh, Weed is actually not a gateway drug. It's an exit drug for most people who have some chemical hook on harder drugs, whether they be opiates whether they be ssris or other uh mental health drugs that's what i was uh, thinking a lot of sleep medication insomnia stuff um there's a lot that weed can actually be an exit drug for not a gateway exactly but that's bad for business oh yeah yeah it decreases big pharma sales Yeah, pharma shitting their pants about it i'm sure i mean that's you know it's one of the one of the entities we've been fighting this whole time in the drug wars is pharma. The whole that's, time. It's evidence with, you know, their attempt to do Marinol, which is a product oh. that is dog shit. What is that? Patented THC that they make and then yeah, put into a pill? And synthetic lab THC. Synthetic yeah. THC. And I've taken it and I had a splitting headache after taking synthetic THC. What's the point when we have plants? That give us all we need for our endocannabinoid system. Why would you make a synthetic version of it? It's, it's so dumb, in my opinion. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of money. That's a non-starter. Big Farmer, you're just going to have to deal with the plants that are here. Stop stealing them, making them illegal for all the peasants to use, and then fucking it up and killing us. Sick of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty disgusting. If you're listening... Because there's a lot of you in St. Louis. We know Big Pharma listens to our show. and we'll, <laughs> you know, We've got your fucking number. Yeah, Big Pharma. That's all. Doing line after line, listening to bowl after bowl. Yeah, you got it all messed up, <sighs> man. All man? messed up. You got the people messed up. <sighs> Destroying families and stuff. Gotta stop but it. But there's some good news this week. I love good news. Uh, the prohibitionist organization National Families in Action also known as the NFIA, is ceasing operations after 45 years of fear propaganda pushing. And this was very interesting. I learned this week that one of their most famous campaigns is entitled, But What About the Children? (laughs) It started in 2010. But What About the Children? That's a campaign they funded to... uh, 
in their words, help educate policymakers to protect kids from legal commercial weed and all the marketing that will clearly go straight for them. Yeah. You know, edibles and such. Nothing yummy. If it's yummy, a kid might like it. So, eh, anyway, uh, they're hosting their website for one year more, uh, and they have basically an electronic library of anti-weed articles and literature and such. Uh, but to view it, you have to buy a license, which costs 75 buckaroonies. Oh, so no. no thanks, man. Uh, you know, see you in hell after next year. That's what I always say. The CEO is writing a book. This is how she ended her This Organization is Over letter. Um, and it, the book's called The Real Drug War, How Companies Exploit Our Biology to Ensure We Keep Buying Their Drugs. And I just thought of Big Pharma when I read that title. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I can tell you about some companies that exploit us to make sales. Plenty of them. And not just drugs, food, lots of stuff. Yeah. So they also have a podcast. I didn't dip into it yet. I'm not. I'm not super interested in listening to it. Um, but yeah, there's a few prohibitionist organizations out there, and uh, I hate to name them, but I am glad to see them go because they have a serious marijuana problem, just like Shelley. No doubt. Just like Shelley from South Park. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So uh, into state by state news, state after state. In Arizona, the state is being sued by the Greater Phoenix Urban League and Acre 41, which is a cannabis consulting company. Uh, and what are they being sued over? Their social equity rules, of course. Of course. Wouldn't you know, big companies, you know, across state lines even, are gaming the system by sending mailers to people who have prior convictions or are residents in the noted most impacted communities and some of them say things like own a cannabis dispensary at no cost to you or make a thousand dollars a week for five years you know good sales tactics uh to where they will use someone who qualifies for social equity to get a business started and then just you know buy it off of them right or pull it out from under them now, there are only 26 licenses available for social equity applicants in Arizona, and they will be issued in December. To be a social equity applicant, you have to meet three-fourths of the criteria, which, as I've already stated, is like prior charges, having a lower income, being in the lower income bracket, uh, living in a zip code that has suffered disproportionately, as identified by the state, and 51% of the applying entity must fit into that criteria, along with a $4,000 non-refundable filing fee, uh, completing the hours of online training we talked about last week, and filing extensive paperwork. So these big companies are saying, we'll do all that for you, you know, and you just make money. But of course, they're the ones that are really cashing out at the end of the day. Uh, fun fact. Yeah, I like money, though. The the plaintiff's attorney here is named Jimmy Cool. Nice. Jimmy Cool. I was like, man, you could have any job and rock that, but as a lawyer, hell yeah, Jimmy Cool. Parents <laughs> name you Jimmy Cool. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, with a last name like Cool, what could go wrong? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, um, 
the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based on the fact that the guy's named Jimmy Cool. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, we'll see how he does in this. But, of course, the voter-approved Prop 207 asked for a social equity program to encourage, quote, ownership and operation from the social equity applicants. And the plaintiffs are arguing that there are no provisions to ensure operation or continued ownership here. It's just being gamed by the big companies. Hmm. So 800 people have completed the training. They expect thousands to apply. Um, and, of course, there's only 26 licenses to be had. So Uh-oh. we'll see what happens. Now, another story we've been talking about here is weed being mixed with or laced with fentanyl. And this week, the a DEA administrator named Ann Milgram came out with a statement uh, about fentanyl being mixed with other drugs. And she did mention weed there. So that got everyone buzzing around yeah. talking about it. The main issue she discussed was fake prescription pills on the market being sold on social media and e-commerce platforms, most specifically. So they're just going out Weird. to anyone and everyone. Um, I think I've looked at a few online, and it looks like they're just coming straight from China. Yeah. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, but yeah, like as we discussed last week, if you would suspect your dealer, never mind a dispensary, I mean, that's a whole different ballgame you should be totally protected with a dispensary but if you're still in the black market and you suspect your dealer of lacing your shit like what are you doing that's not your friend buddy no doubt (laughs) find a new find a new guy there's plenty plenty of weed that just grows right out of the ground you know yeah this is the kind of thing you can only let happen one time if ever no yeah and you're well you're not going to survive if you don't have naloxone on hand which what weed smoker does right so i don't know anybody who has that naloxone on hand it is nice. Uh, there's a lot of states where you can get these reversal um, opioid OD drugs, for lack of a better term, like naloxone or Narcan. You can get them for free from like health departments, uh, but Missouri's not one of those states. Mm-hmm. It's like 75 bucks for two doses, but, you know, it might be good to have on hand. You never know. Yeah, never know. I guess so. I guess you never know. Yeah. Um, the New England High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area, because that's a group, that's the group name, uh, they published a press release this week about 39 alleged naloxone-reversed fentanyl-laced weed overdoses. Yeah, 39 of them. They had the dates and everything. Wow. Um, and that ended up the next day being circulated by state officials. But of course, uh, this was all taking place in Connecticut. Which, I don't really have anything good to say about Connecticut, so I won't say anything at all. Well, okay. But, yeah. I don't disagree, I just... Fent- I couldn't think of a compliment for Connecticut off the top of my head, so I just went there. Uh, but, yeah, don't buy your weed off the streets of Connecticut, I guess. They're lacing it with some shit you don't want. Okay. I've only, I only I... know... Uh, real life examples of people getting joints passed to them or blunts uh, that had PCP dipped on the tip. Yeah. Or, you know, like dip your joint in Coke. Eh. But no one died, you know. Right. The uh, the PCP trips uh, from smoking it were kind of hellish, but they were okay. Everyone was okay at the end. Um, 
I don't know. I, I have no experience with fentanyl other than in a hospital setting. So, um, but I, it took my, um, 10 out of 10 scale pain to a zero. So I do understand it's a very powerful thing we're dealing with here. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for more of this fear propaganda, um, in the States, at least trying to stop. I think they're just trying to stop black market sales really by scaring people out of it. Yeah. You got to buy the seed to sale tract weed from the dispensaries. Better get a medical card because you you could be laced. It could be laced with fentanyl and that'll kill you. You can't even enter a room with fentanyl, man. Just one sniff and you're dead. I'm just kidding. It's getting a little old that every fucking uh, stick they use is because you're going to die. Like, you got to do right. this or you're going to die. And uh, no matter what it is. It sounds like, you know, cynical. Yes. But like you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna fucking die. die. Good job. You're gonna die too. Yeah. Maybe go home and die tonight. <laughs> Dying isn't even the worst thing that could using, happen. Using Am I when I'm gonna die against me, dude? Get <laughs> fucking wrecked. Oh, rest forever. <laughs> you make it like every problem where you're gonna die. Then it just like <laughs> I smoked a little weed and fell asleep forever. <laughs> it's the boy who told the wolf he was gonna die. It's the old classic story. Oh, yeah. Can't, get, can't keep getting away from, uh, with it forever. No. Just saying. No. You can't uh, have your weed laced if you grow your own, so that's all I'm saying. Well, that's another possibility. That's another possibility. Now, in El Dorado County, California, they are being sued by weed growers for allegedly blocking recreational licensing against the will of the voters. Um, in 2018, there was a ballot measure that was approved. Uh, and it was supposed to give out 150 cultivation licenses, yet zero have been issued. Wow. What have you been doing, guys? It's California. Um, I don't know. There, have, I've seen a lot of corruption. And go <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the uh, the regulators there in California did say they're going to increase uh, weed tax rates. Oh, January well, first. So nice. you know, hiking the taxes up, um, finding more ways to take people's money and of course um john c dvorak brought this up on sunday's episode of no agenda um in the wake of the rittenhouse trial um and the acquittal of all charges there was a lot of looting that happened and this did affect some dispensaries so i brought a clip okay the owner of Oakland's Blunts and More Dispensary near the Oakland Coliseum estimates that over a dozen burglars broke into his pot shop early Sunday morning. You can see them looting the display cases here in this video. It started around 5 a.m. with a sideshow at 66th Avenue and Coliseum Way. He says he has private security who called the incident in to police. About 45 minutes in, I guess I decided since police haven't came yet, we're going to hop over to Pentagon to Blunts and More. Once the burglars started scaling the fence, his security arrived seven minutes later to chase them off. Alfonso Blunt, who goes by the nickname Tucky, says he is still trying to assess how much was taken, but he believes most of the product was dropped as the burglars ran away. It's a far cry from what happened to his business back in 2020 when his establishment was ransacked by what he believes was a much more organized gang of criminals while OPD was distracted by civil unrest following the murder of George Floyd. 
But he says he's heard about many other cannabis dispensaries and pot grow operations that have been hit over the past month, with many happening just over this weekend following the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. A group of cannabis business owners met this afternoon. Blunt says they're fed up with paying high taxes and not getting much in the way of police response. We're tired of talking. We're tired of paying high insurance rates, extra security, paying for taxes. We're talking about a tax strike potentially. We're talking about picking in the mayor's office. We don't know what we can do, but it's time for action. We're tired of talking. He's concerned they may need to brace for another round of trouble as the Ahmad Arbery case heads to the jury. And so it's like anytime there's a national case going on, just expect looting. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's not acceptable. That's not how it goes. Also, dude's last name is Blunt. Like, what a great <laughs> can of biz owner name. Tucky the Blunt. <laughs> Tucky Blunt. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, I wonder if guys from t- Kentucky, that's why they call him Tucky, maybe? I don't know. Uh, the sideshow starting it all off, though, that gave me a bad feeling. It went on for 45 minutes uninterrupted, so then they decided, hey, I guess we can get away with anything. See, that's the problem with sideshows, I suppose, is like, they they could strategically lead to, you know people gaming the cop response time or causing a cop distraction for other crimes is it's just not okay you've got to have like a place and a time and a secure safe event like i think sideshows are cool though you get everybody's nice car there and you're burning rubber and like whipping around doing some stunts and all that you know but you have to do that on a on a place where it's safe to do that not just on roads (laughs) And then you can't just like let it go on either. Like as the as the law enforcement, you have to just not allow that because it's going to spiral right. into these other things. It's going to be bigger problems for you if you just like if you just never arrest a sideshow. You're just like, all right, well, sideshows are pretty much quasi allowed. Then you start from there and you allow a bunch of other stuff. That's where I would place the blame is on the law enforcement for allowing it to go down and just, I mean. Well, you got to wonder, I mean, how hamstrung they are by the, the regulations and city laws, too. But, yeah, I mean, at a certain point. Yeah, they opt to stand back. You have to you have to enforce the law, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was glad to hear that these assholes dropped most of their loot trying to run away when the cops did show up or the security or whoever showed up. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing is the cannabis businesses, they don't have the same protections as normal stores you know right like they don't have insurance they don't have ties with banks they got cash in a you know safe right in there if they're lucky someone makes off with that and that's all that's everything and Shay, even if you start hiring a firm or whatever to take your cash and deposit it into a bank in say colorado where they might do that if law enforcement pulls them over they can take your cash as we just saw happen in kansas right it's just like it's not fair that these state legal businesses are still being treated like complete criminals. You know, no, what other industry is treated like this? None of them. They right. have higher taxes. They have to hire private security because yeah. they're a cash-only business. They don't get the banks. Such a bunch of bull. Yeah, and it, it, they act like it just targets the stoners, but it targets law-abiding businesses, and it also targets all of the... Citizens of Missouri who we put this in our constitution, you know, so it's a fuck you to every one of us at that point, man. Yeah. Well, when Dvorak brought the dispensaries being hit during the 
Ludi Night. Right. I knew I had to look into it, and it's such a bummer. I hate seeing this. Yeah, me too, man. Even the even regular stores or even luxury stores, I don't like seeing that. You know, just smash and grab, smash and grab, like fucking lame. Yeah, no doubt. Well, in Colorado, regulators have issued a health and safety advisory about potentially unsafe levels of mercury in medical flour produced by First Class LLC. Uh-oh. How does mercury get into the weed? Yeah, that seems like you'd have to try. Like break an old school thermometer over it and pour it in? <sighs> I'm not sure, man. Mix it with some tuna? I'm trying to think of what else has mercury in it. I suppose uh, CFLs. I mean, maybe a light broke. Mm. Maybe if they're using a certain type of light that has mercury content and it busted over the top of the weed, but then they just like put a new light in and didn't say nothing about it to nobody. Maybe. I know. I could see that happening. When I was eight, uh, I was in third grade and I got my Tourette's diagnosis from a neurologist. Um, He said he believed Tourette's was caused by like a low level of mercury poisoning. Yeah. And then was saying like, oh, do you like tuna and i was like i eat tuna <laughs> pita pockets of pickles hell yeah all the time <laughs> as a kid <laughs> and i was like do i like tuna i love tuna and he was just like well, oh well that could be it i and think we found your problem I, little girl uh, dude i yeah it made my stomach twist i haven't really eaten tuna too much since then but <laughs> uh yeah fun fact mercury and tuna yeah learned about that pretty young and luckily, I mean, the Tourette's diagnosis also got me, got the word marijuana in my brain. Because he said, well, if we lived in a medical state, I'd just prescribe you some medical. But we don't, so there's not much you can do. Which is fine. Which is fine. I'm glad I didn't get put on uh, weird pills or anything as a kid. I probably wouldn't be here. I'd probably just be, like, riding along with the narrative. Getting my shots, being a good slave. In Van Buren, Michigan, a federal judge dismissed a uh, lawsuit that came up um, after an alleged illegal raid on a licensed medical grow operation occurred. Um, so that lawsuit has been dropped and these police officials officials are off the string for now. Uh, it looked like there were other cities in Michigan that might have similar lawsuits. So I'll keep an eye on that. Again, you know, licensed operations, and they face having their entire inventory destroyed. Yeah. And what can they do about it? Because, oh, you're not federally legal you, just because you're state protected. Well, we can still, like, turn our backs on you, turn a blind eye on it. Yeah, well. Good news in Montana. Oh. The Department of Revenue has decided to reverse that stupid CBD idea where they were not going to allow dispensaries to sell CBD products. Cool. Um, and they've also decided to not restrict employment for people with prior weed-related convictions. All right. That's a real step in the dire- right I direction, if you so. ask me. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all. Very nice. Yeah. Now, New York City's Metropolitan Transit Authority banned weed and psilocybin mushroom ads on subways, buses, and trains, Um, but they don't allow tobacco or nicotine ads. Oh, I wrote nicotine. Or alcohol ads either. Um, And the law that passed stated in it that regulators must impose a ban 
on weed advertising in public transit vehicles and stations. So that's not a surprise. Just uh, just following the rules, you know. In Buffalo, New York, uh, the city's being sued after they fired a firefighter for his medical cannabis use. He is a registered patient protected by the state's Compassionate Care Act, um, but it vi- his weed use violates his union agreement, the collective bargaining agreement. Oh, sure. Um, so he had to do a pee test, and it came back positive for marijuana metabolites. And he was like, "Yeah, duh, I'm a medical patient. Right. I'm, and he's a served time in Afghanistan. Buffalo's his hometown." He says firefighting's his dream job, and they fired his ass. So he has filed a grievance through his union, an Article 78, and a civil lawsuit to overturn the city's decision, and all those things are pending. Man, if you smoke weed, you know baseline more about fire than the average person, (laughs) I say, and you would probably be slightly better than just a regular non-smoker at uh, fighting fires. I'm just going to say that. I like that logic. Yeah, it just makes sense to me. Now, in South Dakota, uh, the legislature's executive board unanimously approved a report recommending that the legislature takes up a bill to legalize during the 2022 session. And we've kind of suspected that was going to happen this whole time. Um, Since the voter-approved recreational measure is still up in the air and the Supreme Court has not reviewed its constitutionality, although they say they will... Um, of course, when a circuit court said it was unconstitutional, <laughs> bullshit, uh, <laughs> South Dakotans for better marijuana laws are still pursuing a reform initiative for the 2022 ballot. Um, but they are relying on a federal court ruling that gives them until May to submit their signatures. And that ruling has been appealed by the state. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but we don't want the legislature's bill to be it. We don't. It's a bad law. Yeah. Um, and then it's going to be stuck like that for who knows long. How exactly. Long? I think it's way more difficult to repeal a bad law than to just take the time and pass a good one. I so. think it's very bad for our country. Yeah, me too. Um, now, of course, the medical market uh, started rolling out in July in South Dakota because they made history by approving both medical and recreational ballot initiatives. Um, but back to that legislature bill, it allows purchase and possession up to an ounce of weed at a time. It gives the Department of Revenue responsibility over the regulation and licensing of the market. And it does not allow home grow of any kind, uh, which is the major difference between that and what the voters right. approved I remember. in 2020. So, it also has a stupid stipulation that commercial weed can only be grown indoors. What? Just dumb. Just ba- <laughs> it's In my bad, opinion, yeah. it's a bad law. Uh, but the good news for South Dakota is that the state's first medical patient cards were issued this week. So, there you go. Some medical patients uh, can get their medicine, finally. Good news for Texas. Oh? Yeah, the appellate court upheld a temporary injunction for Delta 8 sales after the DSHS appealed the decision, meaning that until a further ruling, it is once again legal. That's Um, an amazing story, man. That's that's cool as fuck. 
cool as fuck. I've seen this date floating around the media, January 28th. Like, maybe they have some court scheduled for that date, but uh, no confirmation yet. But yeah, you know, get your Delta 8 while it's legal, I guess. Yeah, wow. While it's, what, 30-something state legal. Uh, <laughs> everyone's juggling it now. <sighs> they realized it uh, makes you high like Delta 9, and we're like, oh, got to get rid of that. That's no good. But it also has a lot of the health benefits of Delta 9. Yeah. You know, for people who uh, actually use this for medicine. Seems legit. From what, I, I haven't talked to a lot of people who've used it, but the ones I have, it's like... Hearing good things. Yeah. And for me, it works as close to just regular weed that I'm used to as anything I've tried that, you know, is uh, marketed as not quite that. Agreed. Let's say. Agreed. Um, I'll shout out to Booberry for sending some Delta 8 gummies to the bowl. That's right. You got from the hemp maze up north. And yeah, man, I was I was lit. We, we're the conservation-minded type, so those will probably last us for ages. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when we just were like, oh, gummies. Oh, they don't taste like weed at all. Yum, 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 yum. We each had one, and then we're like, oh, maybe we just uh, cut them in half next time. Okay. Yeah, you got to have a plan <laughs> for those gummies, turns out. Ooh. You can't just ad-lib it. I mean, you can obviously. <laughs> obviously, it was okay, but. Yeah. You know, if you have pressing, urgent shit to get done. Maybe avoid well, the gummy. Yeah, you wouldn't smoke a joint before pressing urgent urgent shit most of the time either. No. You know? But yeah, I, what, after the Delta 10 experience we had, which we purchased from a fall festival, a local fall festival, we got some like Delta 10 joints, CBD, Delta 10, whatever. Um, yeah, that, that Moonbuzz guy had a uh, booth there. Yeah. And after that, I mean, that just hit me like CBD, you know? Right. I was like, ah. Yeah, for me it was a little more than CBD, but pretty laid back. It did what I needed it to do, but I didn't have the like mental high I'm used to. Sure. So I went into the Delta Eight just like totally unsuspecting. You know, I was like, "Yeah, hey, it's gonna be like Delta Ten. It'll be nothing. It'll just be like CBD. Nothing for me." And then, boy, was I surprised. Um, this was two hundred. F- oh no, that's in the. I think two hundred fifty milligrams is the whole container. Yeah, twenty five. So twenty five milligrams per gummy. Of the Delta 8 to answer your question in the bowl, C-dubs. Now that firefighter might wish he lived in Utah because lawmakers in Utah are pushing back against municipalities that are punishing local workers, especially first responders and government employees who use legal medical weed. Good. They say, you know, per the law, it's supposed to be treated like any other prescription controlled substance. Yep. Um, but people in Utah have been removed from duty just for having a medical card. They didn't even give a P test or anything. They just were like, oh, we saw you are in the database for having a medical card. You're out, buddy. You're canned. Fuck all that, I say. Mormons. Um, so Calm down. They the guy, are man. discussing a bill that would double down on the state's policy um, to have it be a controlled, you know, controlled like prescription drugs. Um, mm-hmm. And it it would be looking specifically at government workers, this bill that they're discussing. Now, I think it's kind of silly to basically double pass a law. I think they should just take this to court and say, hey, it's in the law. We're yeah. good. You yep. know? Yeah, but I, I totally agree. They want to make sure they're good and pe- maybe pass another law to no, double down. Yeah. Doesn't I, that seem stupid? I agree with you. Yeah. The, that's not how the law works. Right. If it's already in the law, then you're absolutely right. You take it before a judge and you say, judge, look, here's the law. They didn't follow it. And the judge says, oh, fuck, you're right. Hey, state, follow the law. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. If only. Yeah, if only, if Fortunately, only. Fortunately, 
when you live in a fucking clown world, then, uh, you know, you, you can't have nice things like rule of law. No. Uh, in Washington, D.C., activists have proposed an amendment to a legalization bill which would allow weed to be sold at farmer's markets where weed belongs. Oh, hell yeah. I want to buy my onions, I want to buy my potatoes, and I want to buy my weed from the farmers who grew it. It's the biggest step I've heard so far. It's a step in the right direction after all. Yes, it is. A step in the right direction. Everyone should follow suit. I agree. I want to see weed at every farmer's market I go to, and I want to meet the person who grew it. Yeah. And ask them about it, you know? Perhaps in dirt, even. (laughs) Ideally in dirt. Outside, under the sun. Got that out-out. Got that out doubt. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? I, I, I have a dream that one day we'll be able to go to the farmer's market and buy our weed. And you can also go to the grocery store and buy your weed. Because why the fuck not? You can buy your cigarettes at the grocery store. You can this buy your true. booze at the grocery store. Also true. You can buy your vitamins. But you can't buy your weed. You can buy your Tylenols. You can buy... Yeah. And I mean, you can like mix a bottle of Tylenol of vodka and kill yourself. It's very difficult to kill yourself with weed alone. We're talking flour doesn't yeah it doesn't it doesn't work no so you have to do another action to die that night <laughs> and my final story is a follow-up to one i brought last week from the international the whole world we're looking at bowls after bowls around the world uh back in india you remember some dudes got caught with weed that they bought off amazon <laughs> yeah well the police have charged senior executives of some local Amazon units over in India under the narcotics law um, for marijuana smuggling. Oh, that's lame. It's not disclosed how many executives were charged. Um, But just as a refresher, they were selling weed through Amazon under the guise of dried stevia leaves. (laughs) Yeah, that's not that. If you see like 200 it was a ridiculous number it was like 100 kilos or 200 kilos of dried stevia leaves if you see that a pop-up as a recommendation for you on amazon um buyer beware you know buy purchase at your own risk you make weed look so uncool you know that always that reminds me of that state sketch where the principal finds like a big bag of doug's weed and that's like why he calls him into the office he's like doug we got to talk about this what the what is this doug's like it's oregano. It's man. oregano, yeah. And, Doug, and the principal's like, it's an awful lot of oregano. And Doug's like, it ought to be. I paid $400 for it yeah. or something like that. <laughs> that was a great sketch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's what reminds me. The stevia leaves just immediately reminded me of that. It's oregano, man. It's oregano, man. Well, hey, this ain't no oregano. This is the dang old metal moment I'm talking about. It's time for some metal, and Reverend Cyber Trucker is back at it again with another one. All right. Um, there's always something with the metal moment where it's routed. Hey, Kenny, give me a metal hit. Holy rested metal, Batman! Huh? What the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> Come on, man, we gotta let everybody know where they're at. Now, as the more perceptive of you have probably realized by now, this is hell. All right, motherfucker. No more catnip for you. Alright, that's better. In the bowl and in the morning, this here's the Reverend Cybertrucker with this week's Metal Moment. While there are other bagpipe players in India, 
Archie J, a.k.a. the Snake Charmer, is possibly India's first solo bagpipe artist. Originally a vocalist in another band, she started to wonder what bagpipes would sound like in a song, and effectively learned how to play on her own. Combining three things that I like, heavy metal, comic book movies, and unusual instruments, Snake Charmer sure has a way with the one man hell yeah bagpipe metal bringing them hard you're, lo- you're looking for your vagina matone yeah i think it's right over there to your left on the under the cord but i'm not 100 percent sure that's where i saw it last that's where i saw it last yes thank you rev yes thank you rev metal moment after metal moment yeah, it was a great one really brought the uh brought the pipes brought the pipes alive man dang my automaton needs to charge but it was kind of reminiscent of the automaton tones yeah. To me. Yeah, I've been picking up the bowl, man, rearranging things and stuff. It's been a good uh, good day for that. But it's a better day to check in and listen with our callers. You remember that we always have a first-time-I-ever topic, and I see that a lot of people have reached out to us and uh, chimed in. So we're going to go through some calls and hear from you. If you want to chime in, you can always call 816-607-3663, like this caller did. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I think of training videos, that's what I think of. Oh, to no the doubt. head. Um, but anyway, um, I don't. I don't remember the first training video I watched, and, and I probably have to go back to elementary school. And, and in an elementary school, um, I, I don't remember when they when they switched over to videotapes. Yeah, I'm old enough that that we that when when we had to watch the the you know the, the, the films or whatever, then they were actually films and you know on on film that you put. Oh, collar, collar. Are you okay? Film that you put. Oh, he must have bumped his mutes. Let's see if he comes back, because this uh, keeps going. This is going to keep going. And he doesn't come back. Oh. Oh, something happened with Google Voice, he says. Google Voice kind of pinched the stream as it was going. You know how (sighs) when you have your stream going, and then you can pinch it, and it just stops? Well. Google Voice pinched their stream off, man. And I'll, like, you know, tighten in my vag sort of way, kind (laughs) of. Yeah. It's it's a little bit harder after having babies. right there. Just a (laughs) certain squeeze. The squeeze. Put the squeeze on. That's all right. We fixed it. Yeah. Google Voice just cut me off. Not even before. It was was not even three minutes. It was just like a minute and a half or something. I I didn't get that far. What the hell? Anyway, 
30 seconds. Um, but Talk to I'm Google. probably the one who actually would make the training videos now as opposed to being the one who uh, would watch the training videos. Oh, that's right. Early, early in my career, I actually did. Uh, I, I was doing product training, uh, and I was one of the instructors for, uh, for the product that I um, – well, that I still actually – supported my day job and you know <laughs> although of course it's evolved quite a bit since then but um and i probably produced a couple of videos that could be considered training videos um you know of course now they're you know part of part of powerpoints or part of presentations that i do uh so yeah um i probably have produced more training videos than i've watched because yeah it's just the kind of the, the career i've gotten into uh, i don't know but, about that um yeah. Did you produce any so, you didn't yeah, watch? I, I don't remember the first one I watched for corporate, but I'm sure it was some, something equally <laughs> stupid like GDPR, which I had to, as I said, to watch that recently. Uh, and it was more like animated agenda style rather than an actual uh, video because, yeah, I don't know. It's just, but, uh, yeah, I just feel like, uh, you know, anytime I have to watch one of them, it's like... <laughs> Chinese asshole. <laughs> English motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst, man. Yeah, they suck. Watching that shit is just like, oh. <laughs> it's like the Coinbase uh, learn videos, man. That's just, the, I think that's probably the most recent, what you could call a training video. Either mm. that or coding videos that I've watched, like most recently. Like last time I ever. <laughs> hey, God. Hey. Man, hey. it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It's fun hearing you, you you have two on uh on the last couple uh Thursday episodes of uh Hog Story. You know, you can find Hog Story at Hogstory dot com. Hogstory dot com Hogstory dot net. That's right. But, you know, yeah. Hey, we're in the bowl. And so in the smoker dot net promotion. Uh anyway, uh training videos. Uh first particular one, mine is maybe like just gag ones just on mine or something like that. You know, you see like the old ones from like I don't know, like the fifties or something, but yeah. Anyway, like my actual first like training video, I kind of remember. Not kind of training, I guess, but it was like working at a hardware store, and uh, there was they had a video, and it was like on uh, like like uh, the cost of breakage slash theft, I think, or something like that. And it was you know stuff gets stolen or gets broken or whatever, and just how that increases the cost of items and whatnot, and mm. it was obviously not good for the business and and whatnot. So I remember that. But in particular, I remember work, I was working at a recycling place for a hot minute and uh, they just had, and at, the, and at the place we had to wear like hard hats and uh, reflective vests and safety goggles and then uh, we also had ear protection. But uh, pretty much we had to wear almost all that like all the time um, if we were walking out outside of our uh, outside of our uh, whatever, where the lockers and stuff were. Uh, so anyway, I remember watching uh, the video, and we're all just kind of laughing because everybody's got, like, their clean stuff on, you know, clean hard hat, clean vest and whatnot. And obviously, like, yeah, you start off, like, a job with, you know, your brand-new vest and whatnot. But, yep. you know, once you're actually working, obviously that thing is getting dirty with them easily probably the first day it should be and yep. you know obviously after that you're gonna be filthy but i remember kind of just <laughs> laughing at the video and like that's not how life is you know you know right like and just kind of even thinking about this question it's just kind of like kind of deep thought you know like yeah we're all like kind of green going into something but you know we've got some wear and tear on us but we learned from that so anyway that was that was probably the first that was the first video and second video i guess that i remember so all right, love you guys. It was fun. All right, adios, Christopher Battles. Love you, Christopher Battles. Adios, stay dangerous.
Love y'all. Oh, stay dangerous. Oh, yeah. We couldn't stay any other way, man. No way. Love just you, remember, Christopher Battles. They may have won the Christopher Battles, but we will win the Christopher War. <laughs> oh, man. It gave me oh, a good uh, transcription for him, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what not with your mom? I don't know how. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to get beat tonight, bro. That's That's pretty... That's pretty special. Damn, Google Voice going with the your mom joke. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Leaning in on Thank you, Christopher Battles. Yes, thank you. Uh, and we got another one. Howdy, bowlers. Um, howdy. howdy. The first time I ever watched a training, training video, I don't know if it was exactly a training video or not. <clears throat> it was like 90, 94, 95, 96, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And I went to work for a bigger company. And in like 90... Let me see. I just looked. Look it up. We have the technology. Page that I had up. In 91, they had uh, a shooting at the Royal Oak Post Office here, which uh, <clears throat> that's where the phrase going postal came right. from because that was like the original shooting spree. And they actually, uh, when I looked it up, it says that uh, this past November 12th or November 14th was the 30-year anniversary of that shooting. But uh, <clears throat> anyways, the video that I had to watch in work was dealing with workplace violence Ooh. and uh, workplace aggression and how to deal with it better. The funny thing is, is that um, everything that I ever heard about uh, how the post office was here and abroad, I think, pretty much, because I want to say it was if there's like a lot of ex-military or something like that that are in the post were, were in the post office back in those days. No, I don't think not not so much. But uh, anyways, it was just like an asshole environment of uh, dickheads, managers, and people that were just uh, totally irrational and asinine to the to the employees there. I think they had. I want to say there was a couple. There was another shooting at a post office here, but the one in Royal Oak was the. The king that kicked it all off. And I, I, I remember parts, bits and pieces of the video of, you know, uh, it was like these fake office interactions and some guy would say something that was a little bit off and, and the video would stop. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, is this the time to go talk to upper management about <laughs> what Tom just said? Maybe you should. <laughs> and it was kind of just stupid, but, uh, yeah, that was my my first training video. Other than um, thinking, you know, I mean, if you want to go out on a limb, uh, porn porn video could be your first training video ever that you ever saw. Oh, yeah, yeah there you go. Stash or buddy's dad's stash or whatever it be. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, yeah. I um, like that. You training certain thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what to expect as the pizza delivery boy? Mm, yep. <laughs> Where's the woman receiving the pizza? <laughs> oh no, I don't have any money to pay for this. Uh, Good thing uh, I have boobs yeah. and a veg. <laughs> boobs and a veg. <laughs> can buy you a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but it can't buy you this next collar, that's for sure. Hey, guys. Hey. So I wanted to wait until after I heard this segment, so I called in and uh, just let you guys know that my whole day has been a great big giant dick in the ass and the only thing that kept me chugging along and kept me from choking mofos out at my pickup in Cumbloas, Ohio was the thought that I got to listen live 
Yeah. I love you guys in the bowl. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Happy, happy, happy. Spark happy. one up. Happy, happy. Spark one yeah. up. Hell yes. Thank you. We love you, you, Phoenix. Spark one up. And these glass months magnificent, by the way. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. That was very sweet of you. Very sweet. That's cool. Yeah, man. You got to just realize it's like not worth it choking ignoramuses, you know, throwing an elbow at somebody's throat. Most of the time, not worth it. Like on paper and in your mind, it just like seems like that would really show them, you know, that would be, but no, it just never really works out that way. Makes it worse. In fact, some like, it seems opposite, you know, seems like you ought to be able to jolt this person back to reality, but man, I'm of the, what expense? I'm of the theory that you should just let people sleep on that that kind of thing. <laughs> Take you a nap. You want to w- <laughs> you want to wake up and see this shit? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <sighs> we need some rolling Kansas ISOs on the board. Oh man. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, when's the first uh, training video you ever saw? Oh goodness, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Uh, it was the first training video I ever saw. It wasn't my first gig, wasn't my first job, but um, it was Wendy's. It was Wendy's. Okay, that was mm. the first time I saw a training video. That's what I figured. And um, I've brought clips <laughs> because it oh, was just man. so juicy. You got clips. Okay, All right. they had not. This was a VHS that they popped into a TV. Yep. And then there was a computer segment, which was updated, but went over the stupid stuff you learned in the VHS with some updates. You know, a little bit yeah. of updates. Um, but it was a musical. Oh, okay? no. Okay. It had to have been produced in like the 80s. I've got to guess, just based on the way it sounds. It had to be like late 80s. Uh but yeah, so I decided to look it up and see if anyone had saved that golden goodness because I doubt they show it anymore. They might. They might. Uh, but anyways, here's here's some chops that I put together All of right. uh, the Wendy's training video musical montage. Don't forget to smile when you serve cold drinks. Always say thank you. Things stay the same, half full with ice. I said it again, fill the juice to a quarter inch from the top, just like you did the pop. What? Cold drinks, that's all there is to it. Go ahead and try, I know you can do it. <laughs> you can fill it with ice. Oh my god. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> And I was talking to you, and I'm like, "You need the one with the girl skills." And I knew you had no idea what no. I was doing, but what oh, the I... fuck! Did <sighs> I just listen to, dude? Oh my god! 
And Dave is like in the video throughout the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> if you know Wendy's, you know so Dave, right? Touch dance and stuff with it, or no, no. Um. He was just ordering food, doing the talking segments ah. between the musical numbers. Okay, but there was like they put lips on the patties, so like the burger patties are singing on the grill and stuff. But it's also like very. Uh, old school graphics you know so they're not really like the lips aren't opening and closing they're just kind of like waving back and forth if that makes any sense like lip clip art that doesn't open and close it just sort of wobbles yeah oh boy good times good times my first time i ever saw training video was incredibly memorable i guess man and the the general manager did my training and he said, like, as he was getting the VHS out of its sleeve and popping it into the VCR, he's just like, uh, this is a little corny, eh, but, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's training video. I was expecting, like, welcome to Wendy's. Today you will learn how to use... No. We got the grill skills, man. No doubt. And, like, the hot drink, cold drink, how um, to serve to people, how to sing, you know. Oh, yeah, the hot drink one was my favorite. I mean, we had some goofy training videos, but it was never with song and dance A musical. Just like a a musical. Uh, I mean, it's the Wendy's musical, you guys. Unbelievable. I don't think I could follow that up, but I bet this next caller could give it a shot. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, bowlers? Hey, what's Um, up? Dr. Sir. The first time I am not going to dox anyone, but the first time... I might have watched a training video did not count for the online doctorate uh, training protocol, Mr. Nick the Rat. I don't believe you're an actual doctor, Nick the Rat, sir, yet. I believe there are probably some clinical uh, attributes and things you should probably do before you're just bestowed the title of Dr. Nick the Rat. The video trainings you possibly, potentially, I'm not saying you did or didn't, even participate and watch them, but if Nick the Rat were trying to operate and maintain or acquire a PhD in his sewer network uh, among the scientists, one must still actually attend, and I even fucking forgot what the hell the point of this voicemail was. <laughs> <laughs> it must be bowling. Ooh, I thought it was the only Hell one yeah. there for a Adios. second. Enjoy the bowling. Enjoy. Rain after bowl. Rains and bowls. Adios. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dr. Sir. Dr. Sir. In I the knew, bowl. I knew he'd be able to follow it up. Oh, man. The Nick the Rat training video. Nick, I, I, I wouldn't get into if If Nick told you he's a doctor, he probably is. I mean, I trust Nick the Rat with my life. And uh, I trusted him with my whole Amazon Prime when I had it, subscription. But I canceled my Prime. Oh, man, that reminds me. Gotta get over to the dark sewer. I gotta subscribe another way. This uh, next caller is constantly dreaming up ways to subscribe. In the bowl. In the bowl. I can't. 
really place the first time that I saw a training video, but I can place the first time I saw a training photo. Okay. Uh, when I showed up to Disney on Ice, they expected all of their electricians to harness up and climb the rigs so that they could drop lights in, moving lights in to uh, give them a little bit of uh, tender love and care, some maintenance and whatnot. You'd have to climb up and, like, change out the pyro and the and the lighting rig and whatnot. And this was a seat harness, so it, it had the capacity for you to clip yourself to the truss so you could actually hang underneath to reach stuff that was below the truss, like lights or the pyro and whatnot. Uh, sometimes it was, like, fly track, so it would just be a thick steel I-beam <laughs> that you would have to go and, like, unbolt in the air or whatnot. So thick. But the thing about harnesses is there's a lot of straps, right? And with those straps, they gotta be they gotta be tight. They gotta be not like cut your blood circulation off tight, but they need to be firm. You know, you don't want them sliding around or moving too much. Like you should be able to comfortably get two fingers into that strap. Sure. And we had a work box that all of these harnesses for all of the crew members traveled in. And inside of this work box was a printout photo, colorized, of a man who was in a harness and didn't have his, uh... Oh. Oh. Oh, he didn't have Color. his, uh... Travel have his uh he didn't have his leg straps tight. So you would have the part that goes around your like what would be considered the belt part, right? That's the actual sort of seat section and then there's two straps that go down the cinch around your thighs and then there's a big Y part of the harness that comes up and over your head and clips to the front of you. And you know, when you fall, it's not it's not a good thing. You know, you don't want to fall, but you got about seven minutes um, before you can start getting, like, uh, issues like blood clots forming in your legs. So, I mean, there's all these little rules and tips that you need to do, like bicycle kick if you find yourself hanging um, uh, from falling, like, you know, if you're on your back or whatever. Uh, if, if, you're lan if you're hanging from your uh, lanyard on your attached to your back, I mean... <clears throat> Sure. Uh, the photo was of a man who had fallen with loose leg straps, and when he fell, oh. he went. Oh, it didn't get him off. He went where? And the leg straps came up. Oh, he went down in the leg straps. This is oh. a graphic content warning for any of you squeamish bowlers out there. So I, I, you know, old enough to figure out if you want to plug your ears or not. <laughs> what this photo was was an exploded nutsack oh, because shit. those straps had come up with such force and veracity that it ripped apart his junk because he had the whole weight of his body just fucking slammed down on those straps as he as the straps rode it on him. So every time we had to go harness up, we're staring at this fucking photo of an exploded nutsack as a reminder. <laughs> you want to keep it tight. In the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. Yeah, keep it tight. But, you know, got to be able to slip two fingers into it comfortably. Oh, yeah. But, yes, tight. Exploded nutsack, that's the last thing you want. 
Yeah. That's the last thing you want to make you say. <laughs> I know boobs were scarred by that because he's told that story in the bowl before. <laughs> That's right. I thought it sounded familiar. I do. No, you cannot be. Uh, that's that's game over, man. Yeah, you explode the nutsack. Oh, it's the family jewels, bro. Yeah, it's too bad. I bet it taught him though. Taught him. Yeah. You never had. Uh, never had no loose harnesses, <sighs> no loose straps. Not one time, I bet. Too much, too little, too late. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, here's another caller that doesn't have an exploded ball sack. Find God, then cut. <laughs> much better slogan. I'm gonna come. What about the Agreed. app for people abstaining from abstinence? Oh yeah, <laughs> Tinder. What if God told me the lady that made that abstinence app was fucking dumb? Because he Maybe. did. He got the inside. But anyway, scoop. <laughs> first time I ever watched a training video. Yes. I think it was in elementary school, and they showed us this lame ass video on how to juggle. Oh damn. Whoa. And um. It was just as fucking hokey as you could imagine. It was terrible. How about you juggled these nuts? <laughs> as long as they're not exploding. But, um, how y'all doing? Doing good. Good. Yeah. 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 Super good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The goodest. Cool. It's great. Yeah. You're great people. Oh, oh you. Vince, Lorian, love you. Tremendous. Both of you. Episodes. Oh shit. On Hog Story were fantastic. Oh well, thank you. It's always a great time. Yeah. Why come? We can't live closer. Yeah. Seriously. Why come we all can't live closer? Let's, uh, you know, let's let's all pool our money. Everybody in the bowl, we can all pool our money. Yeah. And uh, just buy a big house, buy a complex of houses on some land. I mean, come on. What else are we doing? I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's uh, let's start a community. Yeah. The bowl Wouldn't commune. That be great. Build it. <laughs> Absolutely if fucking you build great. It, they will come. Anyway, <laughs> love you guys. You know I love your show, and love everybody listening in the bowl right now. Hi, I see you in there. Mwah. Hello. You're beautiful. You're precious. I bet you whatever you want. Look at that. Let's go full throttle. Full throttle, full baby. Throttle. Good night, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to scare you, but we should get a piece of land, put buildings on them lands. Live in them buildings, all of us together. Me, you, you, me. We'll go full throttle. Full throttle. <laughs> but until then, if you find yourself in Kansas City, bowlers are welcome to crash in the bowl. You can crash. You can always crash. Yeah. Probably. Like that. Uh, Probably crash if we're here. I heard about <laughs> maybe an NA couch surfing website going up. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Would put the bowl on there for real. Also, would suggest moving to Kansas City area. Just saying. Just saying. It's a, it's a cool, great spot. It's a cool I chunk love it. of the country. Yeah. It's cool. the heart of America. Yeah. What is not to love? Pa-pump, pa-pump, pump. So all the bowlers just come here. All right? Bowlers are going to come. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Well, thank you, Flusher. John, thank you. Great job. Great job. We you love you. It. Nailed it. Yeah, I nailed uh, some training videos. Oh, yeah? In my time. You nailed them? Oh, yeah. Completion 100%. But the first one I ever experienced was at Pizza Hut. Because like you said, I had some jobs, and I even was on W-2s well before Pizza Hut, but Pizza Hut was the first place I worked that was like big enough to have like a corporate office and a training video and all that kind of shit. And yeah, just like you're saying, it was a VHS on the line on the little TV that was plugged in, and they put it up on the line. 
just how to make the different pizzas. Well, first you got to start with like how to wash your hands and how to like wear a hat, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stupid shit. Did you have your, an your unfuckable uniform. uniform? Yeah, yeah. So fast food. Now, Pizza Hut is one of the uh, Yum brands. So that's the umbrella of Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, Taco Bell? Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, and A&W. Wow, that's a lot. Hamburgers and Whoop Beer. And uh, they all have like similar training videos and training programs because I worked at Taco Bell later. But Pizza Hut was my first. And they like make you watch a video, then they make you do like a paper quiz thing. They make you watch video and then do like a little paper quiz thing. And, you know, most of them making pizza. When you make a pizza at Pizza Hut, you've got your dough in the little pan, the round pan. And then there's rings. So depending on what size the pizza is and whether it's like a hand toast or a pan or whatever the fuck it is, you got rings that you put in that circle around the outside and then you throw your toppings in that ring. So it just like blocks the cheese to going into a certain circle and then your toppings and all that shit. When you pull the ring off, then there's the exact amount of crust on the outside that's correct, you know? Mm. It's all keeping it to spec and shit. So that's what all the videos are about. But the funniest one was they always like a sexual harassment section. Oh, sure. You like it, it always involves like you're not allowed to rub up on <laughs> chicks when they're in the walk in, you know? It was like uh, this chick was in the walk in and this fucking uh, guy with a dark mustache comes in like with a <laughs> box, you know, of like no. toppings, like he's putting it away. But then he's just like, Bumping and rubbing up against you, like, oh, I gotta Grinding. get around. Oh, oh, pa- oh, yeah. And he's like, Let me grind your booty. And then it's like Net Ned was saying earlier, where the video pauses, it's like, now, what has Ray done wrong here? Or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I love the pause, though, and then the narrator's like asking you questions of like, what went wrong or what should you do? What that is should so you hokey. not What should Mary do, you know? Yeah. What should Ray not have done? What should, where, where did Ray go wrong? Where did Ray go wrong? When Ray unzipped his pants. Whoa. <laughs> no, he didn't unzip his pants. <laughs> but, this uh, is turning into a different kind of training video now. That's me. You may be wondering how I got here. <laughs> Grinding against Mary in <laughs> the walk-in. <laughs> Start of every 80s movie. Now, see, I remember sexual harassment videos in my later <laughs> jobs, but in... It was about 2010 when I took up my uh, Wendy's gig, Wendy's job. Yeah. And I don't remember a sexual harassment video in that. It was all just like how to work on the line, how to be a good team. Yeah. How to sing songs in 80s fashion, how to pour drinks, you know, how mm-hmm. to be nice to your customers. Like really the customer was king in those videos. Right. And that's kind of what I took away from it. Is the customer happy? Then we're happy. That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Customer satisfaction. Sense. The American way. I was really impressed with you finding clips. I didn't actually find any clips pertinent other than there's this Pazone uh, training video because there was like a product they came out with while I worked there. Is Pazone. Do you remember the Pazone? We're pleased to introduce the new Pazone oh, pizza. Yeah. The pizza you eat like a sandwich. Thank you for calling the South Rock Road Pizza Hut. This is Amy. Will this be for carryout or delivery? Uh, for delivery. And may I have your phone number, please? 547-2519. Okay, Mr. Yeah, Richards. Right. Would you like to hear about our new Pizzone Pizza? Uh, sure. Well, it's a pizza you eat like a sandwich. It's a medium pizza crust filled with toppings, folded in half and sealed. 
and then it's cut in half and we serve it with a side of marinara sauce. You can choose from the classic, meaty, or pepperoni. You gotta say it just and like that too. And you get two of those pizzas for only ten ninety nine. I had little scripts. That sounds pretty good. Okay, and would you like some breadsticks with your order? No, no. Uh, but I do need a uh, two liter. No, of Pepsi. don't. Okay, me this shit. that's two pizzone pizzas, one classic, one pepperoni, and a two liter of Pepsi. Your total comes to thirteen eighty four, and we should have that out that's to you all? in about thirty minutes. All right. Thank you for Dude, calling, that's Mr. A... Richards. Okay. Enjoy your pizzone pizzas. That's a hell of a number. I can get the whole meal in less than an hour of working. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Yeah, better Mm. uh, never gonna happen. Earlier days, earlier times. Yeah, pizza. They had the like the you had to do the suggestive salad. It was like a menu option actually. Uh, It was like they had this old ass computer system. It was just like orange text, and you just enter numbers. Or they had like an address entry part too, but most of it was just you enter numbers on an old like terminal looking computer, you know? Yeah. So like they'd call you to enter their phone number and then be like, the little square is like drawing the square screen, you know? Yeah. That prints out. And then there was like, you took their order and then there was like a whole menu where you had to do like the, the added fucking item, you know, suggested sale, they called it. It did suggested sale. So that's why when you when you call there, they'll always be like, "Do you like to add a breadstick?" Or if you already have breadsticks on there, they'll be like, "You want to add a brownie? You want to add some chicken wings?" So those items pop up for you as you're putting the order in. Yeah, for it, the it'll be itself, like so you don't forget. Yeah, oh, it's, you can't you can't get their total or take their payment until you go through this step in the POS process. Wow. At least when I was there. At least when I was there. And uh, yeah, it would be like. It would be based on their order, and sometimes if it was a customer, then you have their order history. Sure. So it'd be like, oh, ask them to add this if they order it all the time, you know. Ask them to add a cheese stick. So it would, like, suggest based on who it was. Or if it's a new customer, it'd be always be breadsticks, you know. You want, you want, hey, kid, you want to add some breadsticks, yeah. man? No, nah, I'd rather just have a cheese pizza, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's crazy. This uh, next caller definitely wants to add some breadsticks. <laughs> Whoa! Deep breath, buddy. Uh, he hit so, it. I've been I've been looking around. I've been asking around. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, even text Spencer, but I don't know Uh-oh. what the F tie is for tonight. I listened. What? I listened to the whole oh, last did you episode, text but I can't for the life of me remember what the F tie is. So I went back and skipped around. I was like, "What's the first time I ever?" And I didn't find it. But I've been listening live, and so instead oh, of that, I'm gonna comment on something you guys were talking about with the uh, your friend that. Is vaxxed and still got COVID. Yeah. The owner of the store I work at and the manager for one of my jobs were both out sick for like two weeks apiece with COVID. And they both are fully double-jabbed Pfizer. And I was talking to them the other day, and they're like, well, I better get the booster. Both of them said this. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> I better get the booster. That's like the perfect logic, isn't it? Uh, oh, God, I got to get more of this shit that didn't work. Perfect. That's an interesting word I wasn't going to use. Yeah, now I see your uh, text, Chris. Two bowlers have texted me. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'll see you in the IRC if, if, if I'm the lucky during a show, typically. But uh, text them can't get text again. <laughs> Just doesn't uh, doesn't work like that. Well, because the microphone hums if your phone. Yeah, is that's close. the problem. No, yeah. Does it with I mean, the Motu though? Let's be real. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, the audio okay. cable. It's the audio cable itself that it fucks with. Yeah, yeah. I try to keep my phone like further than arm's length from me when I do the show. So, 
But yeah. if you check out uh, Bowl After Bowl channel on irc.zeronode.net, the IRC server, uh, which is the same one No Agenda uses, so if you're ever in the troll room, you can add uh, hash bowl after bowl. And uh, Chris knows all about where the bowl is at. The bowl is always uh, displaying the current FTI topic. And yeah. we've, I, I've been disciplined over like the last, I don't know, was it a month or so? Yeah, you updated it right after the show. Changing it the same night. So now it's always up to date because I was pretty poor at that for a long time. But uh, I would like to say. Got my shit together. Also, uh, every episode I release some show notes. And the first time I ever can be found in the show notes, along with what that week's first time I ever is. But it always says, like, we'd like to hear from you for next week's FTI, which is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's another place you can find the topic real quick. So if you're you're away from IRC. Just go to bowlafterbowl.com. Click on the episode, the latest episode, and scroll to the bottom of it. Because the show notes, I will say, the show notes are- They're lengthy. They're healthy. There's a big chunk of But you can, there. you know, control F first time I ever. Or just scroll to the very bottom because it's the last That's right. It's the last thing everything. Before the lanes. Yeah. Second to last thing. Okay, second to last thing. It's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. You scroll yeah. to the bottom, you'll be able to still see it. But yeah, isn't it interesting when you get a, a jab for something and then you come down with it? Yeah, it seems to be going around. And then, uh, yeah, I agree, sir, sir, seed sitter. With the logic there, why why would you get another one? You're like, wow, I gotta get another one. It's depraved, man. This kind of thinking is just you don't even know. I don't. It's hard for me to even relate to that. Yeah, to comprehend it. How do you? Uh, how does that happen? How does mm. that happen? I don't know. I mean, Many how does it. how does anything happen these days? How does this next collar happen? You know what? It went past three. It was like three ten or three. 20, I think, before it cut off. Anyways, huh. uh, yeah, I had equipment installed, uh, and then uh, oh, our my parent goodness. company wants guys to come over, and uh, I have to create an account, so they're uh, only available to access certain areas of our network and equipment and whatnot. But, um, I think you're right. Hang on. I'm anyways, do you want me to come? I think I was so confused. Yeah, I missed a voicemail. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Um, Sorry. You guys were talking about uh, someone on a ventilator that sucks. Um, yeah, that sucks. I will say uh, my, my ex, uh, her dad was a cancer survivor. And he had quite a few issues. I know he had, uh, I've probably said this before, but he had, uh, oh, God, what the hell do you call it? Uh, Someone's at your door. What no, you no. get after you've had chicken pox. Oh, shingles. Uh, shingles. Shingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had shingles really bad, I know, when I was. Uh, living with his daughter, um, and then he <clears throat> he got COVID early on. It was like I want to say early on in 2020 that I saw the story. Maybe like the end of May. Maybe it was into January 23rd. Uh, excuse me, June or July of 2020 that they had a story in the paper. I didn't even know he had COVID or was in a hospital on a ventilator. <clears throat> and then uh, the big story was like. Oh my God! He came off the ventilator almost. You know, it was like that kind of uh, uh, situation. Almost like the hospitals kind of knew then that they were uh, putting people to their death on ventilator. Most times, shouldn't say absolutely doing that, but um, and then my second part of my story here. Uh, yeah, last Tuesday, so a week ago today, I went to lunch with a guy. Uh, Probably five minutes in the car to Whole Foods, got a salad, paid for it, five minutes on the way back. Uh, he has the coop, uh, 
he te- he didn't he went home on Wednesday morning before I even got to the office, um, and then tested positive on Saturday or Sunday. Mm. Anyways, they told me because I'm unvaccinated that you have to stay home for two weeks because I'm unvaccinated. Oh, what the fuck? At work doesn't have to. Well, we have five people that have coof in the office, and four out of five are vaccinated. And uh, potentially there was one guy that never went and got tested that had the sniffles and whatever. Uh, There was another vaccinated guy that possibly had it too. Wow. Uh, But I feel no effect. But they saved you. close to somebody that has the coof and do not catch the coof. So... um, you have an immune Anyways, system. Man. I'm kind of going back and forth with HR, saying that uh, you know I need to be able to come back in the office because I had equipment and two pieces of equipment installed on. Uh, oh, there it was. There it is. There it was. I don't know how I did that. But... You know what? It went past three. It was like three ten or three twenty, I think. Before I got it cut off. Anyway, I got three on the uh, dot. Yeah, I had equipment installed. Uh, and then uh, oh, our parent head. company wants guys to come over, and uh, I have to create an account so they're uh, only available to access certain areas of our network and equipment and whatnot. But um, anyway, if you want me to come back in, but there's this whole, oh, you got to go home for two weeks. Well, like, I think the regulation is 15 minutes of exposure you have to have. And like I've been saying, uh, we went to the – the Whole Foods, which is literally like five minutes away from my work, and came back five minutes again, and uh, ten minutes of exposure. So they asked me today if I wanted to go get uh, a rapid test, and I said absolutely not because last year I got a rapid test like in September of 2020, and my fucking nose was fucked up for like a month. Yeah, uh, literally, that. like uh, that nostril that they did it on was uh, jacked up for a while, so. Uh, I told him absolutely not. I'm like, it's, it's 10 minutes. It's, I'm like, within the regulations. So Ugh. I'm dealing with that. I had to go in tonight. After everybody left at uh, oh 6 my o'clock, God. I had to. So I showed up and then watched the one guy leave and then went in the building immediately after that. What and, a bunch uh, of fucking. Did what I needed, needed to do on shits, our equipment. And got the F out of Dodge. So. In the boat. What a bunch of in fucking morons. So these other. This other group of people is actively sick with COVID, but somehow you, as the unvaccinated guy, you're the one that's the problem that needs to stay home. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking clown world peak ass honk honk motherfucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, the asymptomatic dangers, you know. It's, it's total bullshit. Yeah, it is. You cannot spread a pathogen, a virus... When you don't have symptoms from that virus, it's not a thing. It's anti-science, pants-on-head retards that will tell you that. <laughs> Agreed. It's not how it works. This next caller knows how it works. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Hi. I have not hit it yet, oh. but I'm gonna okay. soon. <laughs> and I'm calling this in so late. I'm sorry. Oh, you got it in. Just went behind the curtain, and uh, I will have to replay that later. (laughs) I love behind the curtain time. Time with you two, babes. Yes, indeed. I haven't called in a couple weeks. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all good. Here I am, though. Um, Back at it. um, 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 
You've been busy. I it's all good. remember the first training video that I ever saw was that at least one that made me groan. I really remember the ones we had growing up in school. Uh, there were other ones, but they weren't really technically training videos. They were just, you know, public service of announcement and all this shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, trying to get us to think a certain way. But the training video that I saw in high school, high school, excuse me, was, holy shit, one of the worst most hilarious, like, shoddily shot, <laughs> ridiculous, preposterous pieces of shit I've ever seen. And it's that was horrible. our driver's ed video. Oh, <laughs> Did you have to watch that shit? Remember? No, I never saw uh, You may remember those. me talking about all the schools that I went to were public schools sure. around Chicagoland. And uh, this was at Glenbard East High School, which is in Lombard, Illinois. It is uh, DuPage County, a western suburb of Chicago. Too much information, maybe. It doesn't matter what. But, you know, they had a really um, – they had a high uh, class uh, – what's the word? High class number. I mean, it was a huge high school. Huge. 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 And many floors in that high school – it was my second high school, uh, sophomore year. And god damn, that fucking thing. I, it was so hard. Every, every student was, I mean, some students couldn't hold back. But it was, it was just this god awful fucking fear <laughs> propaganda video that included some, like, gory accident and just the way that the, the actors that they got were terrible. They couldn't even read lines. So dumb. It just made me, I was like, I want to see that again. It was like Faces of Death or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Just trying to scare us. Like, that's the way to teach us. That's the way to teach us. Fear. Fear in our heart when we're, before we go out and attempt to go with the class instructor and make our attempt to learn how to drive. So many students in that class already knew how to drive. Yeah. Why were they doing it like that? They're trying to fuck with us. <laughs> Clearly, clearly. Here's here's the part two. Anyway, so most people knew how to drive uh, already, except me. And uh, so this class instructor was a total fucking dick, Ugh. too. He always had, like, um, athletics shoes on and short socks. He was always showing off his legs, no matter, like, <laughs> what time of year it was, because he had his um, – he had these shorter – not super short, but – he had athletic shorts on and, uh, like, an athletic T-shirt uh, because he was also our PE teacher. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> oh. our PE teacher is the one teaching us driver's ed, and he was a dick. You could tell he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to do it. And I know that has nothing to do with the training video, but, <laughs> hmm. I mean, he just it, he just couldn't handle that some of us were laughing and snickering. Oh, God. This is fun shit when it's that funny, and it's just so horribly done. It was obviously, like, really old, too. I mean, they had something from maybe the 80s they were playing us. Oh, man. <laughs> so there were still the physical locks on the doors. There were no automatic locks on any of the doors in the <laughs> in the video. I yeah. can't believe this. You can't even get. And uh, this was in the mid-late 90s that I was taking my driver's ed class, so... <laughs> Oh, I just, I've never forgotten that, that moment. And 
Yeah, he, it was so obvious what was happening. <laughs> like, even he was like looking at the video, like, "Oh, this is stupid." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I've seen some pretty horrible training videos in my time, but that topped. That actually topped the list. Um, don't mean to fill up so, uh, your voicemail box, but uh, I will definitely be filling your ear holes, and I can't wait. Oh yeah, Woo! I can't wait for tomorrow. tomorrow. It's bringing myself. Oh, yeah. Wait, it's going to be good. That'll be a good um, one. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm excited, yes. and we'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, in the bolio. In the bolorunio. Oh, yeah. All right. Good night. Good night. Good see night. you tomorrow. Yeah, Bulls with Buds tomorrow, 9 p.m. Central, with Quirk S, the yeah. one and only. It's going to be off the chain. A little cork ass in the bowl. A little cork ass in the bowl. So excited. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of training videos, man. That's funny, though. Yeah, the outdated ones are always cracking me up. Yeah. It's like, what are you training me on? What are you training me on? Sir Seat Sitter says we should get Dean Reiner on Bowls with Buds. That'd be a great one. Hell yeah. It's all cinema massage. Ooh, massage. I could use one of those right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's our next first time ever? What are we doing next week? Well, we did have a list of potentials um, that we have not used yet, and I thought one of them that had like pretty good ass energy from the last time, pretty good, was uh, first time I ever quit a job like a boss. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Which kind of rolls in. It's like the training video thing's a little jobby, but not always jobby. By the way, Corkass, I never took driver's ed. Never had to. Wasn't required. What? The only people that took driver's ed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, the, what, Missouri only, don't require driver's ed. It's not a requirement. What? You're re- you learn to drive by your parents teaching you while you have your permit. So like the whole nice. year, the whole year you have your learner's permit. I want to say it's a year. Yeah. It was about that in massive two shits. Might have been two, but maybe it's one, maybe it's two. Uh, it's either one or two years, either at 14 or 15. I can't remember. You get your permit. But then you can only drive with your parent in the car on a permit, and so and you're required X number of hours, but whatever. But no, nah, there's no driver's ed requirement. It was offered, but only in summer school, and I never did summer school. Mm. Thank God. Me neither. Yeah, it's busy, it's busy doing fun or shit. But yeah, anyway. Barring that weird wandering distraction. First time I ever quit a job like a boss. Why not? I love it. Let's do it. What do you like about that, huh? I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's have it next week. Fantastic. Well, uh, you know what that means. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. I'm bowling right now. So I don't know if any training video could have prepared the workers at this McDonald's for their order that they got, which made them all skeptical. Uh oh. Perry, Georgia, get a phone call one day. Hey, we need 1,600 McChickens, 1,600 McDoubles, and 3,200 cookies uh, within four hours. Yeah, right. No, they did it. They got it done. And come to find out. Whoa. They were preparing the order for a local prison. Holy shit. Yeah, it cost just a little bit more than $7,000 of our taxpaying money for that order. That's hilarious, and yeah, they probably had to call the truck to yeah. <laughs> restock the whole kitchen. Wow, we're out of McChickens now. No morning. I know, I wondered if they had to call the truck to get what they needed. That's a lot. 1,600. I mean, I'm picturing our walk-in freezer, and 
Wendy's and my Wendy's experience. I don't know if we had uh, 1,600 of everything. I don't know. Uh, but I do know I've never met a baby with a tail. And in Brazil, a baby boy was born with a tail, a real tail, uh, and he has had it successfully removed surgically. Nice. Uh, yeah. He was born prematurely at 35 weeks. So not like extreme premature, but still a little preemie baby. And uh, he came out jaundiced with a tail that had a ball at the end of it, which uh, I think looks like a boob. Huh. It's like a tail with a boob attached to it. Um, I'll post a post a link in the chat, and it of course will be in the show notes uh, for everyone listening in the future. But apparently, his mother smoked ten cigarettes a day, oh, my which goodness. explains the jaundicing, the, uh-huh. if that's a word. Uh, now, jaundice is pretty common in newborns. Um, but to me, I was like, damn, 10 cigarettes a day, and he's a rather healthy newborn, aside from the tail. <laughs> uh, she also says- That is weird. She treated a urinary tract infection with antibiotics during her first trimester. And I will say, skip the antibiotics. I don't care if you're pregnant or not. Uh, uva ursi. Go pick up some uva ursi, and that'll get rid of it in the spot. And it's a plant. It's plant-based medicine. You can yeah. get it at like the vitamin shop or wherever you sh- you go. You can find it. Um, to me, that uh, that tail looks like if you don't blow up enough of those animal balloons, you just blow up one little section. The little tip of it. Yeah, yeah but it's got a little ball on the end of it too, like yeah, a nip. Like it's tied off. I mean, yeah. it straight up looks like a boob on a string. It's pretty attached weird. to a baby's left buttock. Pretty weird. That's all I it's can say. It's very weird. And now there's only been 40 cases of these human tales in uh, literature, you know, reported. Um, but of course, around the fourth week of gestation, fetuses do grow a tail in the womb, uh, but it disappears around week eight. Gross. And it ends up morphing into the tailbone. Um, there are pseudo tails that happen. More often than the 40 reported real tales, um, they're mostly cartilage. But if a baby is born with one of those, it's usually a symptom of an abnormality in the tailbone or, um, what is it, spina bifida? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, But this was a real tail. It had a fucking wild. connective tissue, blood vessels, muscle, and nerve fibers. Whoa. I know. There's a part of me that would have considered leaving it. You know? if you, like, you were born stuff, with this tail, you're going to keep this If tail. you could pick stuff up with it, man, that would be a different story for sure. I don't know. Maybe they have the boob taken off of it. Oh, yes. Phoenix in the chat reminds me. I was trying to think of the other substance. D-manitose. That's the one. If you do Uva Ursi and D-manitose for a UTI, it'll be cleared up in a day. I'm not... Not a joke. Not, not a, a joke. joke. My midwife taught me that, and it's... I've just kept with it because who wants to go get antibiotics? Yeah, Fuck no up your doubt. whole system and have to go to the doctor. Ugh. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? Now, a 38-year-old man did have to go to the doctor when he had a seizure out of nowhere and started speaking gibberish afterward. Uh, I think his wife brought him in to the emergency room and was like, don't know what happened. Well, turns out he had tapeworms living in his brain for decades. Holy shit. Decades. This dude had no prior health issues, 
He wasn't on any medication. He didn't use any illicit drugs. Uh, reportedly, he didn't report using any. Sure. Uh, and he even said he didn't really drink. Um, but he was an immigrant from rural Guatemala. And it turns out cystic ercosis which is a parasitic tissue infection caused by ingesting tapeworm eggs, is the most common cause of acquired epilepsy worldwide. Whoa. In adults. Yeah. Tapeworms inside ya, finding an entrance where they can. Oh, yeah. Tapeworms inside ya, finding an entrance to your brain. And then they take over and you go, and you seize out. No, that's not cool, man. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. That makes me freak out. Freak out. Do you have a tapeworm right now? You don't know. Oh, I mean, gosh, decades, bro. Waiting, decades. Waiting to make you seize up. I never smoke. I never drank. Well, See, that's but the thing. But you smoke enough weed to keep the seizures at bay. You can't uh, give the worms like this nice, easy living place, you know? Somebody that never <laughs> drinks, it never smokes. It's like, that's right. Just inviting the worms, man. Exactly. It's dangerous. You know who else was freaking out this week? Some drivers in Carlsbad, California, when they saw cash money falling from the sky. Ooh. Yeah, it turns out an armored truck on the freeway had a door pop open and bags of cash <laughs> fell out around yeah. 9.15 a.m. I like money, though. Interstate 5, my friends. Interstate 5. All cash, baby. All cash. It was mostly 1s and 20s, uh, but hey. Not complaining. Uh, it all spends you know? the same, man. Exactly. If you scoop it up into a big pile. Now, this brought the highway to a chaotic halt. Uh, two people were arrested at the scene because, you know, it's illegal to take that money. But it's not illegal for Kansas law enforcement to pull over a van and take their money <laughs> yeah. when they're depositing it in a bank from legal Missouri medical dispensaries. So what's that all about? What is that all about? Don't know, but... <laughs> These, uh, you know, armored trucks, their door flies open, money flies out. You don't grab it, slave. It's not your money. You can't yeah. take it. That's illegal. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, unfortunately, there is a lot of videos <laughs> from this. And people are being identified and scooped by the feds. Uh, if they didn't take the money in that they grabbed, because um, people were... Shown on the videos that people are taking with their cell phones, you know, waving wads of cash around, laughing, <laughs> leaping with joy. People are fucking dumb, aren't they? Having a great start to their day, like, you know. You're going to live stream it. Look at all this money. I'm picking it up. It's mine. Like, uh, well, it maybe could have been. Yeah, until you maybe. got some video evidence Probably going. not, but. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the authorities never said how much money was lost, um, but they did say it. About a dozen people returned money that very afternoon after the warnings went out. Hey, that's stealing. Damn. So, yeah. Now, there's been warnings put out to a family in Florida from their HOA uh, who have decided to find them for putting Christmas lights out on display early. Aww. Yeah. According to the homeowners association agreement they signed when they moved in, you can't decorate until after Thanksgiving. I mean, I can see both sides of the when to put shit up, but well, I mean, he, just it's, he, here's what kills me: you, you you get into an HOA and you're just fucked. Right, you, you right no there rights. is a no, no deal for me. No rights. I'm not moving into an HOA. No. I can't do no. it. No, never gonna yeah. happen. Uh, in fact, 
I have lived in a house that's kept Christmas lights up year round. Not on, but they're hung. Yeah. You know, I kept my Christmas lights hung on the outdoor because who the fuck wants to crawl back up on the ladder and pull them down after you do all that work to get them up? It's a pain in the main vein, man. Seriously. Uh, and this family, they hired a company to decorate because they really wanted to go all out after the scamdemic nonsense. You know, sure. they wanted to have a lit Christmas. Yeah, a little Christmas joy and whatnot. The only day that the company was available to decorate that they weren't booked full was November 6th. Uh-oh. So what can you do? You get those lights up. They didn't turn them on. Ah. They just have them all set up. And guess what? They're facing fines of $100 a day, which will go up to $1,000 a day. What? Ridiculous. Yeah. But well, they signed the agreement. That's an HOA for you. They signed up for it. You're going to be uh, getting cornholed on a long enough timeline living in an HOA. The father says, I'm not taking those lights down. There's no way I'm climbing up on the roof. I can't even do that. Uh, so I'm not taking them down. You can complain all you want. Yeah. And this all started because of a neighbor complaining. Of course. You know? This always starts. That's how it always starts. Just because it's in the that's HOA how cops get rules. called. That's how people go to fucking jail. Right. Just because it's written down doesn't mean it has to be uh just because you got to be all snooty about what other fucking people are doing. Like, just drive by and shut the fuck up. Just smoke some weed and chill out. Oh, that kind of behavior is, like, bad. Toxic. Like, some of the worst parts of our society. I know. It's the fucking sneering-ass neighbor telling you what you can do. Like, I feel just, like... Just they fucking should... go to bed. They should turn the lights on and advertise the crap out of it and have people come and give donations to cover their fines. Because I'd yeah. love to see a hell of a Christmas display. I mean, this is a professional Christmas display. Right, you know? if you've already had it. I'd throw them five, ten bucks to drive through or walk through or whatever. You've like hired it, done. Yeah, the deed is done. Also, here's an interesting one. Uh, winds have been whipping up Volcanic ash from a 1912 eruption in Alaska. Whoa. And this isn't even unprecedented. Uh, yeah, there is a very powerful eruption that happened uh, from Nova Rupta, a volcano on the Alaska Peninsula, which dropped a volcanic ash still visible today. Now the wind has swept it up and it's heading toward Kodiak Island. I don't know if Kodiak Jack still lives there, but if he does and someone knows him, say hi. Uh, this was the most powerful eruption of the 20th century and ranks among the largest in history. It lasted three days, beginning June 6th of 1912 and ending on your birthday uh, almost a century before you were born, of course, um, sending 100,000 feet high. That's how far up the ash was sent, 100,000 feet in the air. From this uh, eruption. Jeez. And an estimated 3.6 cubic miles of magma erupted, which is 30 times what spewed from Mount St. Helens in Washington State 40 years ago. Mm. So the ash deposited in what is now known as the Valley of 10,000 Smokes, up to 600 feet high in places. Dang. Yeah. And so... uh, We heard what the ash said while it was up there. Wow. I am really high. It was really high. So, you know, not unheard of these winds kicking up the loose ash and carrying it away. And now it's expected to go about 100 miles southeast to the Kodiak Island. Um, and, of course, an aviation alert was issued. And uh, scientists have estimated that the ash cloud would not go above 7,000 feet. 
but you know, yeah. Well, when it comes to flying your private plane, better safe than sorry, I suppose. Yeah, you can't take too many precautions. I would say you can't. You can't. <laughs> you just can't. Uh, here's a shitty story. Oh no, this California couple vanished after stealing millions of dollars in COVID-19 relief funds, and they left a goodbye note for their three kids. Oh, gee. See ya. Oh. Damn. How old were the kids? Uh, let's see. 13, 15, and 17? Hmm. I wrote 15 and 15, but I think it meant 17. Two years apart for three of them. Um, so this couple... Wow was facing six years in prison for their role in a massive COVID relief fraud scheme uh, when they decided to cut off their electronic tracking bracelets and run away. <laughs> yeah, this was in August, and they still haven't been caught by the FBI three months later. We know how good they are at their job. That part's pretty tight. But I'm yeah, good for... Uh, they're getting, hiding well, hiding well. Uh, in their letter to their children, they did write, this is not a goodbye, but a brief break from each other. Well, all right. I mean, if mom and dad are off trying to like do some Batman shit and they're coming back for you, that's pretty tight. You say, oh, take the money and run. Yeah, woo, just woo, like, woo. we will make arrangements. <laughs> we will show up in Tahiti. <laughs> yes, you, you will, will inherit a great coconut farm. You will become homeschooled. <laughs> say goodbye to your friends. <laughs> yeah well you know it's interesting because the grandparents have guardianship over them right now and they tried to get them passports to go to armenia and the they were like no 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 we're not issuing passports for their kids you know in fact maybe that's a clue as to where they are why are you trying to send the kids to armenia hmm? maybe hmm? it's a red hmm? herring maybe Ooh. they knew that they knew that their kids wouldn't be able to get passports, so they were like, try to get passports to Armenia. Yeah, they said their reason was because they didn't want the media circus around the kids, but... Well, yeah, yeah, that's a story. Of course that's a story. Yeah, tell me the story. It's a very important story. Big story? Big story. Um, now, the federal prosecutor is saying that this case was the first of its kind in the nation to go to trial. Hmm. So, uh, a group of... It was this couple... Uh, the husband's brother, I believe, and like some other family, maybe friends or relatives, they used fake and stolen IDs to submit 150 uh, relief loan applications. And they forged tax forms and payroll records. They got the money. Whoa. You know, because I guess there's no audit on this shit. Right. Uh, they got the money. They bought at least three mansions, gold diamonds oh my god furniture luxury watches and notably a harley davidson motorcycle Whoa. so when they were convicted uh they were asked to forfeit three of the houses along with the luxury items um they had to turn over information in their bank accounts and approximately four hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash was seized Whoa. so uh there is a 20 a measly twenty thousand dollar bounty for their arrest Yet another case for uh, no government handouts. No, right? Yeah. It's so easily manipulated. And yet, you do a single little $5 error on your taxes, and they're going to fuck you like and the say, best case scenario is poor to mediocre. The best case scenario, that's if nothing goes wrong and everything goes perfectly, and you're going to get a poor to mediocre product from the government for your money. It's just stupid. And most of the time, it doesn't go perfectly. Most of the time, shit like this happens. Exactly. 
Yeah. Most of the time, it's either stolen by somebody or it's given away by insiders and corruption and stolen that way. That's like the far more common way. This is why I just say less government. You know, I just don't want them in my life at all, really. That's right. That's right. Fuck them. Now, I've brought a clip. I have a clip here. Ooh, I like clips, though. The world's wealthiest dog worth nearly half a billion dollars is about to get a little richer because this German shepherd named Gunter VI just listed his home, the former home of pop star Madonna, for $31.7 million. Gunter VI inherited his vast fortune in the Miami estate from his grandfather who purchased it from Madonna over 20 years ago. The canine comes from a lineage that dates back 40 years and six generations. Gunter III inherited the multi-million dollar trust from his owner who died in 1992. Damn. That dog don't know how good he has it. Dude, I would totally list a house for a dog if that's the way it was going down, man. Yeah. <laughs> $31 million? Yeah, I'd list that house too. I mean, do you know how sick a seller's disclosure is going to be for a fucking dog? Sign here, please. It's Dip like the, the paw oh, in ink. Ask the dog, how many layers do you think the roof has? Woof. <laughs> I mean, come on. Although, I mean, what if the dog, I mean, the dog is going to smell a lot. Does the dog have to disclose everything he smells about mm. the house? You know I don't saying? think he can tell you about what he smells. That's a tricky so. area of real estate law. I'm very curious about dogs listing properties. Me very, too, man. Very curious about This is that. the first time I ever heard of it. No doubt. Honestly, so, yeah. And if, uh, she's $31 million for this place. If any good boys in Kansas City are looking to list their house. Oh, we love dogs. You know doggos. where to go. Only dogs, though. I'm only taking dogs. Yeah, no cat houses. No bird houses either. Just dogs. You're yeah. a dog. You can call the bull and bark. Bark a voicemail. I'll get back to you. Yo, dog. I'll send my people. Let's get it listed. Send my people over to have a look. <laughs> and give you a pat on the head. Yes. Yeah, I'll bring some biscuits. I'll bring Scooby snacks. That's probably dogist. Can't bring biscuits. <laughs> Whatever. Dogs also love a biscuit on their birthday. <laughs> or their day that they're listing their house for $31 million. That's pretty ballin'. No shit, yeah. Six Gunter. The six of his line, you know. There was a mini Murph of our dogs, but he's, no one named Murph the second. So. And he's not inheriting property. Uh, no, no. The, no, the dogs aren't in our wills. They're not going to outlive us. That's for that's people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, actual human children that you yeah, exactly. can have, too, yeah. The children will you get put, pieces. You put your parts together. And that's how that works. Yeah, in case you didn't know. There's a training video for that. <laughs> uh, But this, this one, man. A 24-year-old New Jersey man decided to douse himself with rubbing alcohol and use a lighter to set himself on fire at a gas station hmm. before walking into the convenience store section just after midnight last Friday. Sounds pretty hot. Pretty hot, uh, but not as hot, in my opinion, as the guy who covered himself in hand sanitizer and got tased by the cops last week, because that was just, wow. That was hot. Who saw that coming? (laughs) That was hot and bothered. Yes, this guy was just flaming already before he walked into the gas station, (laughs) and then the the guy working in the store, you know, had to take his fire extinguisher and set him out and uh, also extinguish the little fires he was setting as he walked about. But, yeah, whatever. He was taken to the hospital with serious life-threatening injuries, just like our taser buddy Oh, jeez. last week. I think I have so, something for that. I don't it's a real know. kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. 
real ouchy. I feel like <laughs> no he doubt. was probably trying to do something a little more devastating by setting himself on fire at a gas station. And then maybe like walked into the gas station because he was like, oh, fuck, this hurts and I'm not dying like quickly. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see a video or anything. So this is just my imagination at work. <laughs> what if? Yeah. Uh, but here's a crazy one to round it out. Uh, dude had been fishing with his uncle all day long in Florida, and he finally got a catch. He starts reeling it in, and as it hits the beach, he sees, oh, it's a little baby shark. Whoa. But just then, Uh a bald eagle swoops in to steal the shark, his only catch of the day. Badass, man. Very America. America giveth, America taketh away. Yes. and Baby shark, I'm going to need that. That's right. Uh, he got video of the uh, incident, and he was able to cut the line and get the hook out of the shark before letting the eagle take off with it. What? So the eagle is safe. He could have caught the eagle too, man. No, no. When we don't want to do that. You can't be fucking you don't around. No. No. No, 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 no. Uh, and also, interestingly, the local Audubon Society, this was down in Florida, uh, they recognized the eagle. Its name was Eugene, although then they started saying she, so the female eagle named Eugene. Uh, just so happened to have been in rehab for eight months in 2017, which was the time in the eagle's life in which she should have learned how to hunt. And so, to recover, Eugene now looks for easy meals. Ah. You know, she just watches fishermen and waits till they get a good catch. Of course. swoops in and takes it. Fucking Eugene. Yeah. I guess e- that's... Eagle is a felony, right? E-U-J-E-A-N-N-E, right? Uh, no, no, no. They spelled it the classic <laughs> way. E-U-G-E-N-E. Eugene the lady. I think the ladies be I'm a gene. I'm a gene. Or just gene. Or just gene. Yeah, with a J. Weirdos. Friggin' Audubon Society. Yeah, friggin' Audubon. That's all I got, though. They'll name a bird anything, man. They will. All you got, all you got. Well, hey, you got a lot. I love that Wendy's trading video, man. That really took me by surprise, I must say. <laughs> I love surprising you. Yeah. We love surprising our bowlers week after week. More bowls. Bowl after bowl. Thanks for hanging. We'll see you next time. I've been Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I've been Dame Dolorian. Hope to see you tomorrow night for our Bowls with Buds featuring the one and only lovely Quirkess. Quirkess. And until then... May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Let's go bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl. Sir Spencer and Dame Delorean. What does it mean to be the wolf? (laughs) 